What's up, everybody? This is episode 73 of Cooldown Time, a weekly show about gaming's best and bootiest, and I'm your graphically impressive host of that show, Marco. Joining me once again, as always, and hopefully forever, uh, is the co-host of the show, the technical mess of the show, the Pablo of the show, Pablo. Uh, how you doing, man? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, forever is a long time, and uh, no. I'm already dying. <laughs> So, I mean, we're all dying. It's just kind of the way of life. Yeah, I uh, actually, I got sick. You got right the sicky after poos you too? Got sick. Yeah. And we don't record in the same room, so, uh, or e- even the same city. So, <laughs> the fact that we kind of got sick just one after another is uh, is hilarious to me. But I'm getting better. <clears throat> Chest a little congested. Okay. Uh, but we're doing good, man. I'm actually... I, I thought it would have been a great week for video game playing, but I couldn't even see straight for half wow. night, So Knocked out the vision? Yeah. Man. Knocked out the vision. The right eye was <laughs> was wobbly doubly. I was man. like, oh, no. Man thinks he got the flu. I think he had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there it is. Um, but listen, man, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad you're still with us. I'm glad you're still alive. Um, I was sick for like the last three weeks. Um, I think we can yeah. officially say now we we are the sickest podcast in the game uh, by far. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be That's me without a bad joke to start the show. I but um, along with my bad jokes, we will also be discussing which PlayStation franchise will come out on top in our ultimate cooldown time tier list. Plus, big news about Cyberpunk 2077 and Silent Hill 2, and also if God of War Ragnarok looks mid or majestic, plus much, much more. But before we get, but before we begin, I'm going to stumble over my words, and also I'm going to kick it over to Pablo to tell you how you could support the show. Guys, if you like cooldown time, I got some news for you. It's time to sub to our, our, our podcast. Go ahead and sub there. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and even our official website at cooldowntime.com. That's cooldowntime.com for those mm. who are English impaired. Uh, and if you're feeling extra cool, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at It's Cooldown Time to keep us in your FOV in between episodes. With that out of the way, Marco, I'm going to kick it back to you so we can get this show on the road. All right. Thank you for that very congested kickoff for the show. And we're going to do it with uh, our first segment of the show, which is devoted to the games that we have been playing since you last heard from us. And we call that segment Loadouts. All systems nominal. Loadouts ready. All right. So uh, this time around, Pablo, we both have the same two games in our loadouts. So let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it and talk about the first game on our loadouts, which is The Last of Us Part 1, the highly controversial remake of the 2013 classic, which was remastered in 2014 for PlayStation 4, but is uh, getting an all-new and very fresh coat of paint 
Uh, we'll be keeping with the theme of paint uh, shortly with the next game, too, uh, ironically. But uh, let's start by talking about this remake and, and kind of give me your thoughts based on uh, the time that you spent with it so far. How is this feeling and how uh, good of a job do you think Naughty Dog did uh, with this uh, this visual overhaul? Uh, it's always good to be back in the in the Last of Us world. Uh, you know, uh, I, I replayed I replayed The Last of Us uh, Part One or Last of Eight, uh, The Last of Us Remastered, just a couple years ago before Last of Us Two came out, and I I, I still am really uh, having a great time with the remake. I mean, what's to say about the game itself? I mean, it's top ten game of all time for me. I think for you as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we can go down the line of that, but honestly, just in terms of what the game is, this is that game that we all love and adore. With the with the it, it looks like a game that would have came out in 2022 yeah uh and, and 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 i'll be very specific and say it looks like a game that'll come out in 2022 <laughs> i have other things i want to say about you know about the game itself um i i, I do want to say though the conversation about why this is being remade after just nine years i think it's a silly conversation to be had altogether uh, a couple of years ago two years ago demon souls was a, a decade removed Ten years removed from the original Demon Souls, and everybody paid seventy dollars and didn't bat an eye. Uh, it's just it's it's a conversation. It's a red button topic, and so it's a ridiculous mm-hmm. thing. The whole kind of like oh, but they should have been working on something else. That is such a bogus situational debate because it. it to, this game exists because they wanted it to exist. Whether or not they were going to make something else before this, that's none of our concern because we didn't get it. It's such a fucking uh, multiverse uh, <laughs> situation where it's like, oh, we could have been playing The Last of Us 3 or something. But yeah, I, I think that this game looks absolutely uh, fantastic. I think that visually uh, the game really pops. Uh, they remade all the assets. They It just, the, the facial reconstruction of each of the characters, yes. all of that stuff really matches with 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 uh last of us 2 because uh, some of those characters when you look at uh part one and part two they're almost different characters at all like, i think tommy looks almost completely different uh from the uh from the original so i like that they they really have that that um that, that through line with the character design exactly. from one and two and that works in in, in such a, a a great way and i and i love it that they call it part one because it does feel just like a continuation of that visually however i will say that um because the game looks so awesome and amazing and incredible that w- once you're playing the game itself it does feel a little bit you get reminded this is a ps3 era game you know granted on the last legs of the PS3, but still that, uh, that, and they didn't do much in the way of fixing that. And I, I get it because if they had to do that, what they would have to do is redo the, the, the maps and redo everything else because the way those characters move and the way those maps are made are one, are, are one in the same, right? They're all uh, calibrated to that. So I, I get it, but this does kind of, and I think you've mentioned this as well, kind of make you appreciate 2 so much more. I really wish that they were able to implement all of what they did with 2 and put it into 1. That would have been the ultimate incredible package. Uh, but, man, I, I, man I, I, don't, I don't want to talk too much about the game and the story because I think everybody who listens to this podcast knows exactly what this game is. And if you don't, perfect. 
this is the perfect opportunity for you to go out there, play this game. Um, I will say that if you if if you're not a fan of The Last of Us, this isn't gonna this isn't gonna change your mind on that. Uh, you know, unless you're uh, a, you love like visual fidelity and all that stuff. But I I, I think that's. But honestly, uh, I'm playing it at 1440p at 60 frames. Beautiful. It's it it plays well. It's it's really, it's really is a a, a great. Uh, piece of work they've really put a lot of uh, attention to details all there they put a lot of stuff like there's a thing that i saw on youtube where somebody you can weigh uh joel on the, <laughs> yeah, on the scale yeah i found that and i did that it's little stuff like that it's throughout it's stuff that will not get appreciated because of they remade everything every asset you see on screen has been remade from the ground up the stuff about the the cgi with with the old uh, the last of us it was a cgi pre-rendered mm-hmm. tr- um uh, cutscene as opposed to this and it's a in-engine cutscene the lighting is absolutely spectacular the, the difference between electric lighting and natural lighting i mean it's it's just it's just an amazing thing to look at i i, I and i'm still enjoying every bit of it yeah. i just got past the tommy part of of, of the game mm-hmm. uh so I'm, I'm almost there at the end um can't wait to finish it love it love it love it love it how about you oh, oh and one more thing yeah yeah what's one up? more thing uh the whole 70 dollar thing that's that's buried entry, man. Seventy dollars is what you pay to play new games. Like I said, everybody paid that for Demon Souls, and nobody batted an eye. I wish it was cheaper. I wish every game was cheaper. I mean, of course I do. Well, I mean, that's a ridiculous thing to say. I don't want to sound like I'm shilling for a corporation. I, I'd rather all games be two dollars, you know, <laughs> or, or fifty cent. I mean, of course, of course. But you know, the whole conversation about seventy dollars and whether it's worth it, I think that's up to you. If you've never played this game, seventy dollars absolutely worth it i don't think that conversation if it was a brand new ip nobody would be talking about the, the money of, yeah. of it all and i know they're saying well this is missing a portion of it okay fine i get that but barrier to entry this is what the that this that's the price point you want to play it you buy it if you don't then wait for a sale it is what it is at that point but yeah i'm done what do you think man um yeah i, I don't disagree with much of anything you said um i i think that the quality of this remake visually uh cannot be denied I, I I'm sorry. Um, the the crowd of people that were yelling, it looks the same. Uh, lens crafters, go find you one. Go find there's there's yes. there's got to be one near you. Open up Google Maps if you can see your phone. <laughs> and go find you an eye test. Um, it looks incredible, and um, uh, along with enhancing facial animations and and really bringing out more emotionality to cutscenes. I think it also makes uh, it, it enhances a lot more. Even even the stuff they left the same, like the voice acting, it makes some of the emotions oh, come yeah. through in the voices even more uh, as well. Um, I really, really think that um, this game is uh, the definitive way to play it, and that's great. Um, but I do agree with you. I do think that there are some aspects of the game that, <clears throat> for lack of a better term, kind of age like milk. A little bit, and uh, you know, milk milk packaged in 2013, I guess, so a little, little moldy. But it, it it's okay, it's okay because I, I in you know, the, this game compared to its sequel is much more segmented. It's a little bit more linear. Um, it it's not straight up corridor style, but it does funnel you down a pretty set path. Oh, yeah. And even in combat encounters, where I think the game shows probably the most age, um, it yeah. does feel like it's 
it is 2013 Naughty Dog. Like there's still there's still this spirit of Uncharted somewhere in there of take cover behind this perfectly sized uh, waist high cover and and shoot them. And, you know, and that feels a little Uncharted uh, like to me. And I think that they in the sequel part two, I think they fully realized the vision that they had for the combat and really figured out, okay, here's how we can make the combat more scrappy. Here's how we can make it feel more visceral. Uh, even though that's an overused term. I mean, I think it, the shoe does fit with the sequel. Um, so I, yes, do I wish that there was a little bit more of part two's combat DNA in part one? Yes, Absolutely, I do. Sure. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I still think that there's something to be said for how breathable of a game part one is in comparison, especially narratively. Um, you know, again, like Pablo said, we're not going to go back down and talk about the story like it's a brand new thing. But um, coming back to it, does make me appreciate the the breathability of the story there's there's big moments when you meet bill in bill's town for the first time you run into you know uh uh, joel's brother and his his colony things like that stick out but then there's also those moments in between where you're kind of just exploring with ellie and the banter is happening and i really really loved and missed that stuff um you know from for all these years i've been away from part one and to get to relive that again is just awesome um so and just like a lot of those they really hit that vibe, man. With the when you're in those abandoned buildings and you see like you go into an apartment and it's like a baby carriage. Yeah. Um, you, know, uh, uh, you know, like all that stuff. All that, and that really is just kind of like it really puts you there without you being there. Yeah. You know, like it, just the, the haste in which people left those pl- places. They really just nail it. And with again with with how they remade everything and the details that you see now, it, it just it's it's outstanding. Bananas, it it yeah. really adds to the whole vibe of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, last thing I'll say is, you know, I, I think that the value proposition uh, dialogue to me, I think, has been worn out. I think it's an old thing now at this point. At, at this stage oh, of the game, most of you listening have already made a decision on this game. You either you either already have it because you had to have it. You're going to wait or you're not going to get it at all. And, and whatever you choose to do is fine. Um, but I do think that it it sucks that that conversation has kind of overshadowed how good of an actual remake this is um but i i still think that this to me was worth every penny i finished the main game i finished the left behind dlc which is also really well done uh and and i walked away from this really really happy and satisfied and and i think if you're a fan you certainly will too um but if you want to wait wait and if you don't want it at all you don't have to get it it's the same as we've said many times over the last couple months uh of of the show i'm most excited about going back to the the left behind one because i i I only i beat that like the day it came out or like yeah you know the day or and i've never played it again so i it's so good i'm really excited to go back to that yeah Yeah. love it um but yeah that's that's kind of our thoughts what what, what do you got what do you got let me ask you a quick question here based on this and just something that i thought about is there something with the remake now that enhanced for you in terms of the story and is there something that you felt had more impact before and now just has less impact just in that in that way um i would say the i think things mostly enhanced um in terms of the story and in the cinematics because of the um refinements and in evolution of the graphics i i do think it's it's added more um particularly in the early goings of the game when joel loses his daughter and you can see yeah um, the look of anguish in a way that 
the PS3 could absolutely not do. And then you add on the fact that I'm now a dad of a girl yeah, uh, yeah. all these years later, and then it's just twice the amount of, of, of emotions on, on my side, too. And, and taking me out of the equation, I think even despite that, it's it still, to me, it beefed up those, those, those moments and it made them uh, even more meaningful. And especially also the other one is when uh, Joel and Tommy, his brother, are, are meeting yeah. for the first time and they kind of get into it. And you can feel yeah. more tension in that conversation than I think you could the first time. Uh, it it made it feel when, more palpable to me than it did before. Yeah, when he told him this ain't Boston. Yeah, touch like touch me like that one more time, and and, and, and it's not gonna go well for you. I was like, damn, like you really and like even Joel was like, bro, like you can tell those 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 little things. I think the one that hit me the hardest this time around, and I and it's on one hundred percent because of the facial animation is the Sam and Henry stuff. Oh my uh, god! Like I, playing that, I remember. Uh, of course, that was devastating. But playing it now and then seeing uh, Henry's face when like he has to shoot Sam. Uh, sorry, guys, spoiler alert. Yeah, uh, but. It was like you, the, the, and then him like he was going to shoot Joel, and then he made like a last minute decision to like you know just blow and his the own head goes off. Black. Oh and, god! Yeah, and then it, it just that that face that he that Henry puts, it was like whoa, etched in and my it, brain. It's so much because yeah, and and you know it's one of those things. I, I really w- would love to speak to somebody who's never played this game and playing it now because I mean. When when that happened, when I first played that game, I thought, "Oh, these are just going to be my companions throughout," and you know, mm-hmm. you know, and just just because it felt like they were really setting something up, and what they were setting up for you is uh, pretty much to break <laughs> Complete you. Complete gut punches, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, awesome game, classic, all time great, and all time great remake in my personal opinion. Despite some of the things that show their age, for sure. Um, last last question. Um, okay. Does this does this game in any way? Now that you've played it, and it's a pretty much an even ground with 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 um, in terms of how it looks, is one still over two in terms of your favorite Last of Us game? Oh man, it's tough because I've come to appreciate two lately in a way yeah. that I didn't when I first played it. So right now, I got to be honest. Uh, I, to me, the first one will always be more. Uh, it'll be my favorite game. Can I yeah. say it's the best game of the two anymore? Ah. I don't know anymore. I, I think I yeah, think yeah, I think two's got something to say. Uh, if you can get past the controversy yeah. of what happens with the story and who you know, I won't get into that part since that's kind of a recent game. But if you can get past some of that and and let the game take you where it wants to go, I think it makes a hell of a case for itself. Yeah, I think playing it back to back because I I thought about doing that. I think it'll make a better like um, a better story instead of mm-hmm. waiting all these years and then playing too and then stuff happens and you're like oh man yeah. i wish now that you've gone through stuff and it's like okay it just makes for a better and all the little stuff man about the town tommy's town and how that you see oh, that in, in full fruition and too anyway uh we could talk about this all, all day. day uh so yeah <laughs> uh, but we do need to shift gears and talk about the next game that you and i are both playing uh and that is splatoon 3 um, this game a is, bit of a game. is uh, it, it came out, uh, it, is, it is out now, it is available, it has an 83 on Open Critic. Uh, at one point it was at an 84, which was Pablo's exact prediction. So I've never yep, been so again. happy to see it go down a point in my entire <laughs> life. So, so I'm just built with petty in me. Um, nevertheless, um, I have been, uh, you know, I, I finished Last of Us and the DLC, so I, I'm, this is pretty much the only thing on my plate right now personally um so i put a good amount of time into it since it came out i know you put some time into it as well uh but let me kick it to you first um 
as somebody who you know likes Splatoon, maybe you know not as obsessed with it as I am, um, but just mm-hmm. based on your impressions and, and kind of taking a, that first dive in uh, to see what the game's meta is all about and how the combat feels and all the good stuff in between, um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, this isn't a negative at all. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not saying it to be negative. I, I'm, it's more Splatoon. You're not a fan that won't, this won't change your mind. Uh, I, I look at Splatoon like any other online multi- multiplayer shooter. They already have a proven form factor, so they're going to stick with that. You know, there's nothing in terms of the multiplayer that has drastically changed the way you play it in terms of like the objectives, especially with Turf War and how that plays out. Uh, but I, I think that even with, in the world of all these, uh, you know, shooters, I think Splatoon 3 stands out just like Splatoon 2 did because it is it is unique. It is uh, really fun to play. It's fast. It's fun. Uh, specifically with Turf War, I'm talking, because I, I really haven't de- delved into the other ones. I, I think really it's just one hell of a time it really just it's it's an addictive kind of little game because you play it it only lasts a couple of minutes and then you want to go ahead and do it again and then it really just it's a different kind of of game altogether like it really rewards you for working as a team it's objective based you know fill the entire arena with with your juices (laughs) ink um (laughs) sorry ink yeah and so Doing that just really, really is is fun. And if you want to be an asshole and go headhunting and for, for other, fine, you could do that. It's not going to work for you because you know you need to make sure you you have the ink in your area where you can actually refill. Right. It it, it just the, the balance so far is really fun. I know I try to go back to Splatoon two maybe last year. Sweaty as hell. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's just kind of like the way that they're easing me into the game, but I've played a few, uh, quite a few matches and it just feels like it's ramping up in, in terms of how I'm getting paired, but I definitely feel like the meta is a lot. It it, it really works for those who just want to do the objective. Right. Like, it really gives those people the an, a really good advantage uh, on that. So uh, everything about it, I really I really like. I even delved into the single player stuff. Have, have you tried that? Actually, I haven't. No, I got so swept up yeah. with multiplayer, I didn't get a chance yet. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot like Splatoon 2, um, to the point where they even make a joke about it mm-hmm. uh, at the very opening of the game. It's like, oh, this is thing happening, dot, 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 again, have we met before? Like, something <laughs> of that sort. You know, I, 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 I so far, I have the same opinion of it as I did with 2. I think it's a really cool little side thing to do. I think they're leaving a lot on the table. I think it could be a really fantastic uh, mode, but I, I ultimately it just feels like an afterthought. Like almost, it's like it's like a half-formed idea that they just threw together. You go level to level, and, and you do basically what you would do with some, uh, uh, you know, with, with with turf war, but with environmental puzzles, whatnot. I, it just it just feels fine. I, I, does it I just, does it does reason, it feel more like a like a tutorial for the multiplayer almost? <sighs> I, at first, yeah, but they do introduce some. Ter- things that are very specific to the single player portion okay. of it uh i know two did very much felt like uh, felt like that for sure i, I just think that the world is cool I, they're doing this like whole you know uh, desert apocalyptic vibe to it and all that stuff really cool ideas and it just it just turned out to be uh kind of just ha- a half-assed attempt at making a single-player thing. Um, it, it just kind of copy-pasted what it did in 2. Uh, and if you're going to do the multiplayer like that, which is fine, and do some little adjustments to make the game better, that's fine. But you can't do that with single-player stuff. Specifically when the single-player stuff on 2 was, mm-hmm. wasn't great. Um, but yeah, man, I, this is a really good time. I think, uh, I think Splatoon always is a good time. 
I don't know how long I'll play it. Uh, I know I, last one I played it a couple of months, so that that's a pretty good you know uh, time investment there. Yeah. But it's it's a it's a really fun time. I literally played all day today, and I thought it was. I've have not gotten bored with it. I, mm. I, I it's, I'm having a, a great time, honestly. Yeah, I and, mean, and that little hub town is just kind of the same stuff, but it's still cool walking around there. Oh and, sure, yeah. <laughs> people are all about the queen. Oh right my now. god, all their notes about the queen <laughs> is nuts. I saw that's that, that's I, the Splatoon community for you. They're they're weird. Yeah, I saw one that said uh, the queen is temporary, but Splatoon is forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I first got Splatoon two on day one, that it was like five Hotel Trivago. <laughs> pieces of artwork for no reason <laughs> i'm like what is going on um you know look splatoon 3 is one of those games where you get you get out what you put in and if you yep. really take the time you, you can treat it for what it is on on like its surface and just say okay you just pick a cool weapon with ink and you go around and you ink stuff um or you can di- you know dive deeper into it and really learn the weapon classes and learn how that plays into the meta you can decide whether you want to be more of an attacking type of character whether you want to be more uh, focused on inking the, the the map itself or whether you want to play more defensively um and that plays a huge role in, in in the kind of weapons you pick the kind of special moves you want along with that and the kind of uh loadout and abilities you want with your uh, your clothing and whatnot, so it it's really it's it's for Nintendo. It's surprisingly deep uh, because it gives you that those extra layers if you want to peel them back and, and really get immersed into the meta of the game. Um, so with with a lot of people, I've noticed it's either they'll put in about maybe five ten hours of it and go, okay, that was a good time. Or they'll really get immersed into it and it'll turn into one of those like Rainbow Six kind of obsessions where it's like, okay, I have to find out what the top five weapons are. I need to find out what this is. And and then you start doing your own research and, you know, coming up with your own your own your own game plan uh, with how you approach the game. Um, in saying all that, yes, it is a lot like the previous Splatoons. Um, I, I will agree with you there. It is uh, the quintessential model of consistency uh, kind of game where yep. it is iterating within itself, which we always talk about on the show. Um, it knows its strengths. It's not trying to reinvent the wheel for the sake of reinventing the wheel. Um, and I do feel like some of the reviews were a little unfair in that regard where, um, you know, there's always the, well, this is like 2.5, uh, you know, that, that kind of argument, which I don't like, um, because what they're doing is working and they have come up with something that I just mentioned is very complex and you, you don't just throw away those nuances and complexities and strategies and tact of this game just to be new for the sake of being new. That's not what you should do. Um, so I like the fact that they stuck to the Splatoon DNA, um, and I like that they're going to build on it, and they have done a very good job of doing a lot of good quality of life stuff. Um, everything down to just having a good space to, to, to practice shooting weapons and figure out what I like and what I don't like about this game compared to the other stuff. And um, So I've, I've come away really impressed, and again, it's, it's one of those games where if you put in the time and you really invest yourself into it, you, there's a lot of game for you here. Or if you just want something simple, casual, I want to play a few three-minute matches because I have to go to work in 30 minutes or whatever, this is perfect for you. It's it, it's whatever you want it to be in terms of depth and complexity, which I think is a strength of the yeah. game. 
And I think it's a lot of Nintendo IP, like Smash Bros. Mm. and and mm-hmm. and Mario Kart. Like uh, yeah. those games are deceptively deep, honestly. But right. if you, like Marco said, you put into it what you want. I'm 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 of the I'm of like of the mind when it comes to Splatoon, where I I get into it just enough to where I understand my meta, like how I want to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I don't I'm not very experimental with with Splatoon. Uh, in general, like I don't ever do the roller or like the long range weapons. Oh, I roll. Like, that's not the kind of, yeah, that's not the kind of guy that I like. I kind of like to be more. Uh, I kind of like to be able to 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 cover the area, mm-hmm. uh, but also be able to to defend myself uh, from kinda a distance hybrid type of roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's kind of like where, where I live. Uh, and so I I listen. Also, a lot has to be said about. Um, I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm not too much of a techie guy in terms of like how it runs. I think it's running 60 frames in matches. No, I think it's it 30. is running. I think it's 30. Is it? Yeah. Because uh, uh, I. Because I. Okay. It might. That, yeah, that could you be might true, be right. I mean, I. I because I. I don't recall ever that being at, at 60. Um. I, and way, so I should have watched the I'm digital playing, foundry video about it because I just saw it before we were uh, going to record. I'm like. Oh yeah. I wonder what the it's, way that I'm kind of maneuvering through the stuff with with the in in going through it just feels like really smooth to the point where i've never f- I, I it just feels a lot more smoother than 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 splatoon 2 but you could be right it could just be three it could just be uh oh, a refinement you know thing, what so. okay they said the hub runs at 30 and the matches run at mostly 60 so okay, i think de- that's def- okay I, so i think we're kind of both right here because it, it, that's what yeah, was throwing me I off i definitely felt the the matches feel just so much smoother like i'm going through the because uh, uh, you can go up walls now and i'm like right, right, oh right. this feels like really good and it just like i turned around by the way are you a psychopath and using motion controls absolutely not uh-uh. i turned that off as that's soon ridiculous. as the, the tutorial was like I mean, death to me like <laughs> bro i uh, okay guys uh, that cannot be your <laughs> default setting uh, bro that tutorial i almost quit the game Why you gotta call I was- serial killers for <laughs> people like it people like gyro controls yeah no especially in splatoon like uh I- i've even heard the gatekeepers be like if you're playing splatoon without motion controls you're playing yeah, a lot of like, competitive players do use it yeah but yeah shut up but they kill people shut up according man. to you they just kill they, they got yeah body bags um, yeah, they're body bagging uh, people underneath the floorboards and whatnot. Okay, not the uh, floorboards. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I live in Florida, so I never lived in a house with a floorboard on it. We got but attics. Though. I heard of them. We got some. We got some creepy attics. Um, but okay, that yeah. I do have attics. I have no idea how to segue out of that into our next segment of the show. But that is going to do it for loadouts uh, this week, and we'll be back next week to uh, maybe tell you a little bit more about how we're feeling about the game, as well as any new stuff we got on the docket. But uh, up next is the new segment of the show that we call Hit Points. For breaking news, rumors, and booty juice, it's time for Hit Points. All right, man. So for this week, we have four different Hit Point items to discuss. And let's start with Crystal Dynamics because, Pablo, they have announced that they have officially taken control of Tomb Raider and Legacy of Kane franchises. Now, months ago, Embracer Group purchased Eidos Montreal, Square Enix Montreal, and Crystal Dynamics. And Embracer is apparently committed to make single-player experiences using the franchises they have acquired. And while Crystal Dynamics is already working on a new Tomb Raider in Unreal 5, along with helping out the initiative with Perfect Dark, um, it was particularly interesting that Legacy of Kane was mentioned. 
So the question is, Pablo, are we going to see a new entry in the Legacy of Kane series? Is this a series that can benefit from the Tomb Raider-like reboot treatment, or would we rather see a remake of the original game or something else entirely? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I Legacy of Kane, Soul Reaver, uh, the, those games are definitely games that are incredibly under appreciated underrated uh games that came out and i remember loving them uh even though most of i played i think on demo form <laughs> oh yeah yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah but uh ultimately it's a series that that, that died out pretty quick uh I, I i don't know the story there i don't know if it's a sales thing i don't know if it was a, some kind of ip issue i know there were many sequels but like the quality it was like diminishing returns for a long time right. so i i would kind of want to see I would kind of want to see a remake of the original game. I I, I would like uh, kind of like a reimagining. I kind of want to see everything that they did with that first game and just bring it to 2022 and beyond, right? Um, you know, I, I don't know if, if if a reboot treatment would ring true to, to fans. I, it's not really a it's not really a franchise that a lot of people talk about. Definitely has its fans. I know a lot of people who love it, but it's not like Tomb Raider where you know the reboot after many 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 games just to kind of give it that fresh coat of paint and, and just kind of new vibe i don't think legacy of kane needs that i think it just kind of start from the from the beginning and, and give us like a little bit of a a remake of the original game with uh with with uh 20 uh 21st century ideas but yeah that's where i would be on that yeah i mean i i would love to see something like like kind of like what god of war is to you know the the modern age now and how they repurpose that yeah. do something like that even if it is ha- you know the the, the the over-the-shoulder third-person cinematic adventure experience like that, too. I mean, I think a lot of the bones of Legacy of Kane was kind of built along those lines anyway. Um, so I think yeah. I'd love to see it. Now, I, I think that the problem that Crystal Dynamics is going to have is, is that the best use of their time? Um, because the, the IP is old. Um, it, you know, compared to Tomb Raider and Laura Croft, we're talking about Kane and Raziel here, which, I you know, near and dear to my heart. And some other gamers out there, but is that is 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 Legacy of Kane the best thing to do in the 2020s right now, or yeah. is it best to take that manpower and focus it on something brand new? Or you know, I don't know. Um, I, I think ultimately, I think that we will see something from Legacy of Kane again. I don't think that you should expect it anytime soon, though. I think they have right. other priorities. Obviously, helping Microsoft get over the hump with Perfect Dark, and then. Getting Tomb Raider back out there, though, that's, you know, priorities one and two. Um, maybe right. after Perfect Dark is out of the way, they can figure out what to do with that, you know, with those resources, that manpower. And maybe there is hope for Legacy of Kane. Who knows? But um, it is at least good to see that they are calling that IP out by name. And, and it's not just this old... That's what's dust- very interesting. It's just yeah. not dusty anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels yeah. like, oh, they... Does this mean they care about it? Oh, they kind of do. And that's a good feeling, uh, even if we have to wait a while to, to actually see something yeah. happen. But um, I'm, I'm excited about it either way. I'm glad that they have announced this. I know partially I think this is probably for legal reasons, too, um, you know, just you know, to, to proclaim certain things because of you know, player agreements and things like that uh, from what I've read. Um, so I'm sure there's that angle as well. But um, I, I have a lot of high hopes that Crystal Dynamics, now that they're out of the shadow of Square, kind of making them do blah 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 yeah they can kind of have their own leeway and do what they want so i'm a little bit i'm i'm, I'm a little i'm a tad hesitant to be completely all in on this whole embracer uh portion of it because 
they're they're overlords, man. And if if it, they're saying all the right things right now, but if they want to pull the plug or or mm. you know do go a different direction, they can do that. But we'll see. I I think if legacy if they treat legacy a cane as a new IP rather than like, hey guys, remember uh, this? I, I think if they if it's like, hey, if you know it, you know it, mm-hmm. right? It's gonna be the same care. If you know, it, you know it. But also, this is for everybody. Like we're all gonna we're gonna embark on a new uh, you know franchise here. For um, even though the, it is an old franchise, yeah, it's more of like a they, wink and a nod. That way, that, hey, if you were here on day one, yeah, we yeah, got it's you, like but. it's Legacy of Kane, it's Soul Reaver. You're like, oh, okay, dope. But it's not necessarily gonna be the game that you remember, mm-hmm. right? It's 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 gonna have the same vibe, tonality, maybe even story. Yeah, uh, I'm not too familiar with the story, but like you know. That that would really work for them, um, but yeah, for sure. And I, and I and I and I hope this uh, this Tomb Raider Unreal Five is 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 the truth because I'm I'm that's another one that I, that I know that people like Shadow. Um, I like Rise more than Shadow, uh, but you know it, it, it got a little out there with some mm-hmm. of his uh, uh, with some of his story. So I wonder if they kind of reel that back a little bit. Yeah, I hope so too. Get the super get all the supernatural stuff out of there, please. But yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of hard to do that, or else it's all artifacts and relics and nothing exciting. Yeah, yeah. So, but we'll see what they do. Um, moving on to hit point item number two, Pablo CD Project Red has provided two new updates for Cyberpunk 2077. Now, first, they revealed a teaser trailer for the game's only planned expansion called Phantom Liberty. It's described as a, quote, spy, th- a spy thriller expansion, end quote, set in a new district of Night City, with V and Johnny Silverhand, voiced by Keanu Reeves, making their returns. And it will only arrive on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PC, and Stadia. No last-gen consoles. I know, the Stadia is still around, though. Uh, Shockingly. Now, secondly, CD Projekt Red also announced a new Edge Runners update that is now live for the game, which adds uh, cross-platform progression, a clothing transmog system, a new arcade minigame, and equipment seen from the Netflix anime. So, Pablo, how do we feel about these updates, and how does this look for Cyberpunk 2077? Well, with the bang, man, I, I, I think that the most recent update, that's a really cool little thing to give to players like, you know, Edge Runners coming. So, you know, cool in-game promotion on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am really, really, really hyped uh, about um, about Phantom Liberty. I, I think that uh, when you look at CD Projekt Red's uh, history with expansions with Witcher 3 and Blood and Wine and they they, they get busy, they know they they. They they get busy. They they know exactly what works, and now they have everything kind of ironed out, and they're about to deliver something. I think that's going to be spectacular. That's how I feel. I, I'm falling into that whole kind of cyberpunk <laughs> hype again. Uh, though again, I think Cyberpunk 2027 is an excellent uh, RPG, uh, Western RPG at that. Uh, but man, Phantom Liberty sounds great. I wonder how that's how that's going to. I wonder what the story is. If it's a if it's if it's like hey up to mission whatever because you know the the my v and your v ended up in different places mm-hmm. my johnny and your johnny ended up different places I, I i'm assuming and even if they did the same th- there are different ways that the game could end so i wonder if it's a continuation yeah or if, or if it's yeah. a, of a halfway point which is probably what's going to happen at the halfway point or which i don't know it could be a whole kind of like side standalone thing um any 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 information on whether or not <clears throat> This would ha- this game is a standalone, or it does it need you? Do you need a specific kind of uh, uh, 
not rating, but like level to play it. Oh, no, talk about that, right? no. This was literally yeah. just a teaser is all we got. I don't think they said anything else as of right now. So okay. um, we'll have to stay tuned for those details. But yeah, nothing, nothing also, yet. Yeah, they also reported uh, in the same day that The Witcher 3 Next Gen is still coming out this year. Yeah, so that's good news. That's that's super that's dope. dope. Um, and the last thing I'll say about all this is I'm very happy that they're kind of... Uh, just really putting their best foot forward and making this for PS5, Xbox Series X, PC only. Yeah. Just because, you know, they're, they're really like, okay, I'm glad that they they, uh, they ate crow and they go, okay, maybe we shouldn't have released it on our previous gen. <laughs> yeah, you and think? And they're like, my, our bad. And I mean, I, this is uh, this is great. I, I really, really, really hope that um, it comes out. As good as I think it is, but I, and I think I will. I think it will. Yeah, it's cool, man. I'm 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 glad to see. It. Even if they're just gonna have one expansion, that's okay. I think at some point it makes sense. Considering they have to move yeah. on and shake off the stigma of this. Um, I don't know if I'm of the camp that thinks that we'll never see a new cyberpunk again. I think it will probably be a long hiatus, but I could see them coming back. I think this IP is too Absolutely. interesting and too fascinating to just completely walk away from. I think they'll 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 ice it maybe work on the next Witcher only and then come back to it another time probably. Um, but I am looking forward to this. I think, um, you know, Cyberpunk 2077, I, I've worked on my all-time games list, uh, you know, randomly when I was sick a couple weeks ago. It's getting higher up on my list, man. Uh, the more I think it's back so on good, it, man. I re-downloaded it again to, to fiddle around with a new character and, yeah, it's still good. It's still really good. So um, I, I'm I'm really really happy that they're going to be supporting it with this DLC. I hope that if it is the only one, that it'll be a decent length. Uh, maybe like an eight nine hour kind of thing. Um, well, Blood uh, Blood and Wine was twenty plus hours. Yeah, it was a whole game. It was a whole game. Yeah. Um, so I I hope that they do the same kind of thing and give it the same treatment, especially if you're going to bring back Keanu I, Reeves. Like if you're going to do that, go all out. You know. I think that. I think that it, that's going to be the case because I'm sure that they had more than just the one update because they had two right. story expansions for Witcher. I'm guessing they're, they're they're putting all those things together um, to, to, to make this one lengthy. Ex- if you want to leave this, if you want to kind of put a bow on it and kind of leave Cyber 20, Cyberpunk 2077 at the best possible place that it possibly can be you cannot release phantom liberty it'll be a five-hour expansion you know like it has to kind of really put your foot down and be like all right yeah. this is the game at full power our full vision here it is you know right. and then that way they have a way to come back to this you know a decade from now or something exactly you know? yeah. yeah yeah um well, let's go ahead and move on to the third hit point item this week game informer has released a short snippet of exclusive gameplay from God of War Ragnarok's Dwarven Svartalheim Realm. The footage briefly, and I mean briefly, demonstrated environmental puzzles with the Leviathan and Blades of Chaos, along with basic boat traversal. Game Informer was told that a big focus of God of War Ragnarok's gameplay focus is, um, quote, evolving the gameplay in larger spaces, end quote, which may indicate maybe a broader scope for the game. Regardless, Pablo, how did the sneak peek look to us? And do we agree with the consensus that it does look too similar to God of War 2018? Huh. Interesting, interesting bit there. Keep it the real. End. Keep it real. Um, I think that this game 
looks great. And yes, it does look very similar to God of War 2018, but I think to say too similar or to say it looks way too much like its predecessor, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't I don't think that matters as long as they're delivering a new story and they're delivering an impactful story and the gameplay is different enough to where it, it, it makes it makes a sequel, you know, you know, it, it's viable to, to have a sequel to the game. I, I do think that a lot of this is going to be narratively based in terms of like, oh, this is why this game exists. Yeah. I, um, I don't know how I will feel, how I would feel if this game turns out to just kind of be a lot like God of War 2018 and not have any kind of narrative twist that will change the way you play the game or change cuz when you look at God of War 2018 there was that towards the middle when once you get your blades of chaos back so i don't know if there's that thing there with with uh, atreus there's there's something going to happen where there's going to be a switch i i feel that they're really smart game makers and to release a game and it kind of just go beat for beat in terms of gameplay um i don't know if that's the smartest way to go about it i mean um, yeah, I don't know. But then again, when you look at the original God of War games, you know, there were advances in, in how you play that game, but ultimately it was the same kind of game, mm-hmm. you know, with three being like the best of the best in terms of putting all those things together. So I don't know if it's, a, it's necessarily a bad thing, but I think in my head, I've built up the game to be like, oh, something's going to happen. It's going to really change the way you, Ooh, you, you that's think dangerous. of the game. Because, yeah, yeah just, because of, just because of what they've, what they've done with God of War. Like, mm-hmm. God of War changed the way... 2018 changed the way I think about Kratos, changed the way I think about how those games plays. And so to give me two, I feel you have to innovate in that space uh, a little bit. You can't just give you the same thing over and over. Like, I, I, I don't want to go in there and in 10 minutes and have a fight that's similar to the Stranger fight, mm. you know? Like, hitting all these beats that are kind of like, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, this is dope, but this is kind of just an echo of, of, of the first game. I want them to avoid that at all costs and i don't know if you can make a whole game with atreus on your at your side and it not feel exactly like god of war 2018 yeah. I, I i think i've said on the show maybe we've said privately but i think my prediction is that uh something happens to kratos kratos dies or or goes away and you're playing as atreus and and, and, and the combat changes mm-hmm. and maybe that's because they're showing so little of the combat like it's like damn four, really like 20 seconds of gameplay this year, 40 seconds of gameplay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I wonder if, if that stuff will change uh, halfway through the game. But everything that that trailer showed uh, with the freezing of the geysers and, and, and kind of like the the big, like, oh, all this, you're going to explore this. All that looks really cool. I, I have to admit, like, like the whole them saying that it kind of is um, evolving gameplay in larger spaces. You can see that in that trailer uh, there. So I, I, I do like that part of it. Um, but I, you know... I, I don't I don't want to be those guys who be like oh he gets in the boat in the same way because that doesn't matter <laughs> animation stuff that's that's bullshit of course you know but it, it can't I just don't want it to be a greatest hits of 2018 and that's what I fear it gotcha. could be but I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that it might be a little different Marco what do you think Oh man um, okay let me let me preface this by saying I'm not concerned because. They haven't shown a lot. I, I I don't worry about that too much because I don't. No, yeah. I don't think they have to show a lot. Um, we'll, we'll probably get a PlayStation showcase soon enough in the, this month, and they'll show a decent amount of the game most likely then. 
Um, but I have to. But, but my thing with my thing with that real quick is I don't think they're changing. Not because I'm worried, because they're hiding something, mm-hmm. something good. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I will admit though, it looked it looked too familiar. I can't lie. It looked too familiar. It was it you know, and I I I wouldn't say that I would hate that either. But there was something about seeing the way that game looked and seeing the HUD look pretty yep. much the identical and thinking to myself, my God, if I didn't know this was Ragnarok footage, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I remember most places from the first, you know, from 2018's game, but I would be hard pressed to go, oh, that's definitely the sequel. You know, like it, it doesn't have that distinguishable X factor that makes you look at it and go, oh, that is definitely Ragnarok and not God of War 2018. Um, I think you need more of a trained eye to see that. And I think that that is, I think, optically where I do think some of the, um, the critics and, or, or the people who have been critical um, maybe have a point. You know, it might be a different kind of experience and it might have new stuff and it, there might be even as you said maybe there is even some kind of little wrinkle in, in the game at, at one point that changes things up a little bit but I think optically it just feels like I'm looking at more of the same and uh, again I'm not saying that I think that's exactly what the game is going to be it's just more of the same but it does look like that and I can't I can't pretend that I don't feel that way when I look at this. I I always want to asterisk this kind of stuff cuz I'm looking at, you know, 30 seconds of gameplay on a loop, you know, in a minute and a half video from Game Informer. I can only judge so much. But if but this was greenlit by them as well to say, "Hey, you can put this footage in in the video." So obviously they're okay with it. I just think this wasn't, this is the wrong kind of slow drip if you're going to do a slow drip. I don't need to see this. I need to see what's new first. And then I can go back and go, okay, that's familiar. Oh, they're kind of taking a beat from the first game with doing that thing. But I I just think that they need to maybe do a better job of leading with what's new and different first before just showing or green lighting this mundane footage um, to avoid the kind of misconceptions that I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I think, for example, you know, going from Gears of War 4 to Gears of War 5, not much change there, um, but, yeah. it, you know, it was still a fun experience because of all the little things that they added, the, the open world portion in 5 and, and certain character choices that you were able to make, like, stuff like that was kept it interesting just putting a little bit of a of a uh, of your own kind of flair to it a little touch to it that is going to okay oh i get it this is the new thing of the sequel but to your point they have not shown that um and even when they talk about the leviathan axe and the blade of chaos halfway through 2018 you got both those things anyway Mm -hmm. so like to have both those things on off off rip is cool but also you played a good portion of God of War with, with both those mm-hmm. items anyway. So, and, and, and I will say, I'm not a big fan of, of environmental puzzles to begin with. So throwing that axe and freezing the geyser stuff didn't do anything for yeah. me. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, you know. But um, I will say, though, when I did see the, the thing, that water did look crazy. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being a little facetious there, but also that water looked crazy. Huh? God of water. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I, I, it doesn't change my anticipation for the game at all. But I, I right. just do think it is, it is starting to look a little samey. I can't, I can't lie. I don't want to lie. I don't want to lie to the people. Um, but we will move on don't to the fourth and final hit point news item. Uh, this one should be a shorter one. 
Uh, the first images and details for Silent Hill 2's remake by Bloober Team has leaked by way of a slide from an internal presentation. In the leaked document, the Silent Hill 2 remake is confirmed to be a one-year timed exclusive for PlayStation console. And the game is now set in an over-the-shoulder third-person perspective and features new AI, animations, puzzles, and endings. Even more interesting is that the document also confirms that Silent Hill 5 is also in development, along with a new Silent Hill short stories project by Annapurna. So based on this leak and, you know, just kind of how Konami has sort of greenlit Silent Hill being brought back in all these, you know, different ways, how do you feel, um, as kind of a passive onlooker of Silent Hill, but interested, uh, about the way that, that Silent Hill is being revived? And, and do you think Konami has done the right thing so far? Yeah, I think Konami's doing the right thing because they're not doing anything with it. So give it to some people that, that, are, that are going to, to, to make this make these games. I will say I think Phil Spencer thinks that uh, uh, Silent Hill 2 being exclusive is inadequate uh, to, um, <laughs> to him. Uh, no, but listen, uh, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of Silent Hill, so I don't, I don't got much to say other than cross my fingers that Bloober Team doesn't bloober, bloober this up. Um, very excited for Silent Hill 2 to replay uh, to play the remake never I, I didn't play Silent Hill 2 so I you know I I, I really want to get immersed into this into this into this world I think horror games done right are some of the best mm. kind of experiences in video games just because they kind of offer all the things you know you, you got action you, you got the, the story and then you got like you know the, the portion where you get the shit scared out of you so it, it, uh, in that sense I'm really looking forward to to more Silent Hill I think that this is all exciting my only caveat is the people behind it Bluebird team you know, the qu- very questionable. The medium, ter- but which if, was the epitome of mid. You had what? What else did they yeah. make? I think Layers of Fear or something like that. And Layers of Fear, Blair the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, yeah <laughs> oh Blair Witch. All, that stuff. all those games. All those games are very much um, not good, not great, not great. I should say. And Silent Hill Two, for all intents and purposes, uh, is great. So mm. I think that they have. I think the saving grace is that they have a. A, a game that exists that they can follow to mm. you know to repeat and make just all you have to focus is on the the graphical part of it which you know the medium actually looked pretty decent uh even a blair the blair Witch game looked really nice uh on the console so if they're if they're able to do that and follow silent hill 2 without you know putting too much of their their stank on it <laughs> i think that we can we can be okay as if as it pertains to one year time console exclusive playstation yeah i mean this is kind of a a, a game that lived on playstation for for a long time right i i'm i'm not against uh this kind of like time exclusive stuff because of the fact that you know this is where that game was Belong, right? Mm-hmm. Or the game was was made and all that. So you know, nostalgia, nostalgia there. Um, as for everything else, the Annapurna, Annapurna stuff. Look, if you if you were only getting the Annapurna Silent Hill short stories project, that would be suck. Yeah, but the yeah. fact that you might be getting a five and you were getting a two remake, mm-hmm. that's a really cool kind of addition to the whole kind of Silent Hill uh, IP that seems to be on the comeback. I just need this. I just need to see it already because man, I think this is probably the longest standing uh, rumor. Yeah, and, it's been a while. You know, buzz around this. It's time to it's time to, to talk about these games, and if it is a one year time exclusive, then I'm I'm hoping that we do see it at the Sony uh, uh, showcase, which I hope happens soon because there's a lot of exciting stuff that could show up there. Yeah, yeah. To me, Bloober Team is like the three four three industries of horror games. Ooh, they're just I don't know how they keep their heads above water without blue blue bluing and drowning. 
<laughs> but um dog it's like how do you get how did they manage to get like it's funny because on the actual leaked document they show um the metacritic scores for their most recent projects and it's like in the mid 60s and low 70s and it's like jesus good god you know could you have picked a worse team to work on this remake but um you know this is do or die for them i think as as a as a studio like okay you have been dying to work on silent hill to the point where the medium was had the same composer as silent hill at the same voice actors as from silent hill so you wanted this okay now you have it don't make it suck because now you're not going to be able to skate by because the medium was mid like you're talking about silent hill now people have a vested interest in this comeback and it's with silent hill 2 which is regarded as the best in the series by far um you can't mess that up so like yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell if they meant that they're also working on Silent Hill 5 as well or if a different team is working on that. I don't know. But God forbid they come out of the gate and 2 is booty hole. And then they're also working on 5, so we can't escape them. You know, so it's not even like, oh, well, they blew the first one, so we got rid of them and somebody else is making the, you know, the, the, the real sequel now. That would really, really be awful. Um, I'm going to hold out some hope because if... This this should be their passion project. And if it's their passion project like it seems like it always was, then they yeah. They I would imagine they would go the extra mile for this game. Um there's a lot there's a lot of solid hillness to the medium. Yeah, as well. exactly. So they yeah. this is it's it's the natural progression for them. And now there's money and investors on the table too that are locking in this game. So obviously they they want to see it hit you know certain milestones and, and deliverables and be good and not be playstation's next kotor remake debacle you know what i mean so some somebody saw the medium and thought it was good i mean i, I don't know who it was <laughs> or they saw I, I don't know what i don't know how this came about but i would love to know the story as to who picked bloober <laughs> and why you gotta change the name of that and why you gotta change the name of that studio too yeah there's nothing menacing about a team called bloober that's making a, a horror I bet game. You, I bet you if I bet you if Silent Hill Two is successful, the remake, that Bloober team will be called like Foggy what, Foggy Town like, Studio. <laughs> no, like Silent. What was it? Hill Team or Silent? Like they had oh, like they were Silent called Team, team Silent. Or like that. They were called Team Silent. Team Silent. I bet you. I bet you anything. If they do well and they they get five greenlit. They're gonna be. Well, I don't think they can. They, they probably can't do that, but they can probably be like Team Hush. Right? Yeah, because that that got engulfed into the whole kind of uh, a Sobe and Team. Anyways, shut yeah. your mouth. Yeah. Team, team slightly. Team, I can't see up in this village too much. <laughs> Yo, if I see that on the splash intro, I'm I'm turning off my console. Um, all right, that is gonna do it for hit points this week. It's time to get to the main event of the show, Pablo. Let's get into it. And we call that main event of the show, the Checkpoint Chat. It's time for the Checkpoint Chat. All right, so we decided to make a tier list, and we decided to do that to rank all of PlayStation's franchises. Now, for those of you that's like, oh, why are you starting with PlayStation? Well, we're going to get to the other. We'll do the Nintendo one. We'll do an Xbox (laughs) one. We kind of want to wait for some of the games to come out. Actually, and, and be able to you know gauge okay how important is Starfield? Oh, we want to give he's being nice. We want to give Xbox a fighting chance here because <laughs> I mean, it ain't about, it ain't about, we're not going to be talking about recore here uh, on the show <laughs> for too not? long. 
Um, <laughs> no, but we are going to start with PlayStation. Now, keep in mind, as we go through the, the, the list of franchises, you'll notice that a lot of these are old uh, or dormant or there was only like one game in the franchise. But we still think it'd be interesting to see how those old or dormant games or franchises stack up against uh, the ones that are still around now or what many consider to be the top um, tier franchises for, for PlayStation. So uh, you might be surprised at some of our picks. Um, you might not, but we are going to basically uh, run through the list of games one at a time. Uh, we're both going to have a little chat about kind of how we both personally feel about the game or the IP and why. Uh, and then we'll decide kind of a tentative team ranking. And then once we're all done going through the list, we'll kind of review uh, where we have everything ranked in the tier list make any last-minute changes once we have a good look at the, you know, how we broke it all down. And then we will give you guys our official PlayStation franchise tier list at the very end. So, this should be pretty fun, hopefully. Let's get started. Um, alphabetical order, by the way. Just so you guys are wondering, there's no bias. We're not starting off with, you know, whatever we want. Uh, so let's begin with a fan favorite, a cult classic, if you will. The Ape Escape franchise, Pablo. Um, talk to me about this one. How do, how do you feel about this franchise, and what kind of tier do you think this is in, in, in the annals of PlayStation's history? Right there, it belongs in the annal of PlayStation history. Excuse me. This, this doo-doo-ass <laughs> Ape Escape. I never understood... I never understood the hype for this thing, even back oh. in the day. Like, I was like, what the... What in the... When I was sitting down and playing this out of rooms to go. Uh, listen, I... I don't want to start off negative, so I'm just going to go D tier here. Um, and, I, and I say that not because I only dislike, dislike this franchise, but also the, the, people love to talk about this game, but nobody really is like, I want another one. Like it's it, uh, At least I don't see a lot of that. And it's just for me, it's like, if this were to be announced tomorrow, uh, an Ape Escape re revival, I don't, nobody, I, don't, I don't think a lot of people are going to give a shit. Right? <laughs> As for me, it stands as a D tier. Um, what do you? What do I you had have? no idea you were going to come out hot like this immediately. Now I, I will admit, I I don't. I'm not one of those people that hold this this near and dear place in my heart for Ape Escape either. I have you know friends. Uh, you know, a friend of the show, Will. He, he'd probably want to fight us with his fists. And the guy's like seven foot twelve, uh, so I'd be afraid. But. <laughs> He he's he's one of those diehards. Like it, it's part of his 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 gaming DNA. And there's a lot of people out there that are like him too. I'm I'm just not one of them. Now I will say, I wanna I wanna see if you're okay with bumping it up to C, because I do think that it does represent a very unique time for PlayStation back in the day. In PlayStation it, time, and, yeah. and I, I do think you know, with the, especially when the DualShock first you know kind of came out and the Rumble and all that stuff, and it was a big you know uh, a big piece of the puzzle with that back in the day. Um, and and people do you know consider it maybe one of their best platformers they've ever done. I, even though I don't agree with that, I think it's just kind of okay. I think C would be the best okay spot for it. So you, you, how do you feel yeah. about going up a notch? I think that's fine. Okay. I, the reason being is because I remember, like you said, a very a point in time where, you know, people were talking to PlayStation 2, they were talking about Final Fantasy and then Ape Escape. Like, it was, yeah. like, it was like in that, uh, you know, uh, Crash Bandicoot, all in that kind of sphere. So I, it, it's not like... It's not like a a, a a franchise that nobody's ever liked mm. or talked about or uh, a forgotten one even. So, 
Yeah, uh, C is good. Okay, C is good. All right. <laughs> I, yeah. was, I was nervous. I thought you were going to go straight up F. Um, let's move on to Astrobot. This one's a really interesting one because it, it seems to be the IP they use for, uh, you know, kind of like the tech, tem- the, the tech demo kind of thing for the consoles. And, and they had the, the Astro's Playroom for PS5, which is a really nice nostalgic throwback to all the history of PlayStation. Um, but it's never really been its own thing all the way, uh, at least in, in, from where I sit. Um, but you know, I, I don't want to lead the witness here. But kind of, how are you feeling about this uh, this franchise, I, and, and where do you think I'm it actually, sits? I'm actually kind of high in it because Astrobot Rescue Mission was a VR yeah, uh, yeah. game for PSVR, which a lot of people say is the best PSVR game because it, it's not really trying to put you in the game as a first person. Mm-hmm. It's a platformer. Uh, using the VR thing, so it's like a really cool little uh, concept. Uh, and Astro's Playroom uh, had no business being as good as it At was. All. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I want to see the full-fledged platformer of this, which apparently it's something that they're working mm. on. Uh, but based on, on, on that and, and based on the future of it, I, I do think that this is probably going to, for me, sits at a B tier uh, of a franchise. I think that um, I really, really like Astro's Playroom. I thought it was a really, like, awesome time and i feel like this could be their this could be their platformer of the future mm. going forward like you know when you think about platformers on playstation somebody think ape escape <laughs> uh, uh but astro uh, astro's playroom might be the 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 one of the future there so i i based on kind of like future stock i'm buying stock on 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 astrobot i'm going b tier on okay i was gonna say c tier myself um i don't mind I don't mind going up to B, uh, personally. I just think that the game is, like, the, the IP is, like, oozing with potential, but there's no yeah. real indicator of whether Sony is going to really maximize that potential. Um, it's hmm. just it's just tough to see. Um, well, I, 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 I'm okay with B. I'm okay with B. Um, it's, but it's one of those ones where I think... Like maybe two years from now, we'll probably have a better idea of where where it would sit if we see what what I, they do next think, for the console. I actually I disagree slightly. I think Sony is really uh, high on it because they disbanded Japan Studios, and from that they uh, absorbed into Asobi, mm. which is the developer behind oh, yeah, yeah. Astrobot. So I think I think that they have a lot of confidence in in that studio, and they have a lot of and, and that studio basically. Is Astrobot, so I think mm. that they're 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 putting like all their eggs in that basket when it comes to that uh, character. So, okay. um, yeah, I, I I I do think that it's going to be a their a future. Staple It'll definitely be something for PSVR too. There's got to be. There's no way they wouldn't. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean again, Astro's bot, Astro's rescue mission is Astrobot rescue mission is, and I and I looked that up uh, when I was doing some research here. It's still considered the best PSVR game mm. for many people. So that's that's a lot to be said for a, for a platform that needs something good uh, that they had that going for it. So. Gotcha. All right, let's move on to the next game on the pool of franchises we're talking about, and up next is Bloodborne. Now this one. Um, on technicality, if if the rumors are, are to be believed that Bluepoint is working on either a remake or a new Bloodborne project of some sort, uh, then technically it sort of qualifies for this list. So we're kind of going off of like the, the the likelihood of that rumor being true. Otherwise, this would have just been an exclusive from From Software, and we would have counted. We, we would not have counted it rather. Um, so Pablo, considering the possibility of, of Bluepoint doing this, and as I said, this being technically a PlayStation franchise with a PlayStation studio working on it, um, 
and the and, and the notoriety of Bloodborne, how do you see this uh, stacking up on this tier list? S tier. I mean, uh, my my from my from soft bias is, is is showing a little bit here, but I, I think Bloodborne may not be my favorite based on kind of like the, the, the gameplay, the speed of the game, that's not my favorite. Uh, but visually stunning, I think it's the most interesting visual mm-hmm. visually uh, game like that that um that old English uh, Victorian what do you call it? Victorian that that I mean it's phenomenal, yeah. uh, incredible looking uh, setting and um, the game does. Uh, kind of show his age a little bit now but i do think a remake or even a part two can really ratchet this up to a point where it's like holy shit mm. this is like uh in, uh just kind of proving how good bloodborne is conceptually so for me uh from software ha- doesn't really miss much and this is a this is a s tier to have this in your repertoire for playstation is 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 huge yeah so s tier for me yeah i actually agree with you 100 percent on this one um Bloodborne is 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 one of those games that people just don't stop talking about. It 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 almost yep. defines part of the PS4 generation in a way, because it was one of the first games out and it was one of the best games out. Uh, it certainly doesn't hold up very well visually now, and it's been long surpassed, in my opinion, by you know, the Elden Rings of the world. And even some people think that you know um, that you know Dark Souls and and even the Demon Souls remake is better. It's all subjective, but I I think that the Bloodborne yeah, franchise. So is is so invaluable especially coming off the heels of Elden Ring and now the these games already had some equity before that now post Elden Ring and based on what we saw Blue Point achieve with the Demon Souls remake which we'll talk about later um I think this one is really really important to PlayStation it's among the most important uh of them all so I yeah, I sure. totally agree with S tier um, might yeah. surprise some people. I don't know. Maybe it's a surprise to some people listening, but I think it's S tier for sure. Yeah. Um, up next, we have uh, this is one of the cases of of, of kind of a one off, um, but you know, an interesting game nonetheless that people do talk about, which is Concrete Genie. Pablo, how do you feel about this one? I like this game a lot. I mean, they uh, who's this uh, Pixel Opus? I think it's a, they did Entwined, which is awful, and then they did Concrete Genie, which is great i think for what it is um ultimately for me concrete genie wasn't a game that i was completely enamored with and i kept playing it uh but it has a really unique art style i think excited i'm excited for what's next for pixel opus specifically but as concrete genie um as the game itself um i'll do c tier on it i i think it's a really interesting kind of uh game to have in the library uh, you know I, I there's a lot of people out there who really you know, love this game. Uh, and I think that it's an interesting game to have. I think that it's really good to diversify your portfolio and have different things that are not like anything else. Mm -hmm. And I think that this game is definitely that for sure. So based on that specifically, I think it would be a C tier. Yeah. I, I, I kind of, um, I don't, I don't disagree with your, your principles behind it. I just, to me, this one is a D tier. Um, because in my opinion, as cool as it is, it's, to me, it's like a non-starter uh, IP now, and yeah. and and I just don't see um, PlayStation putting a lot of value on this type of game anymore. With you know a lot of what they're doing nowadays, not not to say that we should hold that against this game, but I just um, I don't think this game ever really came into its own and um, became as impactful as PlayStation was hoping for. And I don't think it's because it's, it was a bad game. I played a little bit of it and I see what it was going for. And it's, it wasn't for me, but I I respected it. Um, I just thought that it was, um, 
kind of an inconsequential game in in, in the grander scheme yeah. of things. So I I I'm okay with C though. I'm okay. With, I, I think C is fine. I'm okay with D. I'm okay with D for what you said as well because I feel like they've already moved on. I, they've announced that they're working on a brand new IP okay. or brand new game on Unreal Five. So they they've moved on from Concrete okay. Genie, and I think this is kind of more or less PlayStation kind of cutting or at the very least. Moving on from stuff that doesn't work. There's a game on here that we'll talk about in a little bit that I feel like Sony tried to make a thing, and I love those. I love those games, uh, but that's old Sony, and new Sony's like, if it ain't working, we're moving on. True, and that's the case for the next game as well. I was so, just gonna say, yeah, are you sure you're not talking about the next one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I think, uh, yeah, D. I'm good with okay. D. I'm good with D. All right, D. D works for me. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the next game, uh, and that one is Days Gone. This one is an interesting one because a lot of people hated it then, hate it now, hate it forever. And there's a lot of people that came to it and are like, you know what? It actually isn't that bad now uh, or or that they they love it. Um, To me... You know, and I, I'm sorry to kick this off first. I'm supposed to kick it to you first, but I guess I'm already on no, a roll. No, go for, no, go for it. Yeah. Um, I feel like this game is is it's a redundancy in the industry to me. It just came out and it was zombie game number whatever, and it just felt like although there were some interesting ideas, especially with the horde stuff. To me, I just felt like the the franchise didn't really feel like anything that I would want to see three games more of in, in the future. You know, it just felt like it, right. okay, it, and we won't. it could stop here and it could be done now. I'm cool. Like that's how it felt to me. And it, you know, they tried to tie in that it's, it's connected to the siphon filter world, which is interesting, I guess, but it just, that felt like attack on minimal. Me. It was weird too. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It, to me, I think that um, when you look at PlayStation's history with franchises and IPs, I think this one, just feels like a black sheep to me. It, it it tried to fit in with the conventions of the era when zombie games were at their peak, and it just never really, to me, established an identity of its own. And I think it's just kind of a, a mediocre franchise as a result. So I, I kind of put it at a C or even a D, personally. I think this is the quintessential C-tier game. Um, mm. you, can tell, you can tell when this game was kind of greenlit right at the heels of... Sons of Anarchy coming to an end, yeah, like the motorcycle kind of stuff, like, and then it comes out like three years removed after that that kind of wave. Uh, so there's a lot of that going on. I am one of those people that played it, didn't like it, came back, played about 35 hours of it, and I'm really, I, I really think that this game is a fun game to play. I think it's a a, I think it's a very adequate open world. Mm kind of zombie-like game. I, I think they do a lot of cool stuff with the motorcycle things. I, I think that that's a really cool focus. You know, uh, Deacon St. John, whatever the hell the guy's name is, I, I think he's, he's one of the most forgettable characters oh in all of PlayStation's <laughs> repertoire characters, sure. And I think uh, the uh, uh, the only other guy that rings true to me is Boozer because of that ridiculous oh, damn God. name. Uh, but I can't tell you about anybody else in that Mm-mm. game. I think that it's it, there's a blandness. There's a blandness to this game that shouldn't have been... that. I feel like the game should have just done better than what it did because they had all the right stuff. It just, I think it came out three years too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on the heels of another uh, uh, great zombie game, uh, Last of Us, it just, it's not anywhere near as good as Last of Us. And it doesn't even do anything special in the in the uh, open yeah. world genre. So I think it's like a quintessential C tier. Those who say it's absolutely garbage, nah, it's that, that's just, that's overreaching. I think it's, fine yeah and i think it's a c tier yep. for me yeah i'm totally yeah. with you on that too 
Uh, let's move on to the next game, which is Demon Souls. Of course, we just mentioned, uh, talking about Bloodborne, we did refer to this uh, reboot and the original game, of course, that came out, I think, in t- 2009, I want to say, on PlayStation 3. Um, yep. Now, this one obviously got a second wind with the reboot, uh, that, not the reboot, the remake that came out, um, but, you know, uh, based on kind of how this game stuck with you and, and, and what you think of the franchise or the IP of Demon's Souls, uh, you know, you being more of an expert on, on the Souls franchises anyway, uh, it's only fitting to start with you first and, and get your feel on this one. Yeah, you can call me biased all you want, but this is S-tier as well. Really? And the reason for that is because it is the birth of the, of the Souls-like genre and PlayStation has that in their repertoire they have the very first game that kind of kicks all this off and if i'm not mistaken actually in fact i know if they do they own demon souls so they can technically make a two or make a three and if they're able to do that either if they're wanting to do that they have the 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 genesis of that franchise uh, of that genre, you know, that leads all the way to the magnificent Elden Ring. So y- they have that from the get, and they have the ability, as they've shown, to make a great one of those games. And for me, Demon Souls is just, you know, I played it, I love it, I, I loved it more with the remake uh, than I did when I first played it, but that's because nothing like it ever existed. Now I understand how these games work, and going back to Demon Souls, I'm like, oh, okay, this is, per- this this game, these Souls-like games were the the same since day one and so i can appreciate that as well but i i I do think that i think that this is an s-tier franchise because they have the right to the one of the the the, if not the biggest game of the year for sure you know that started it all it's with demon Souls. so i think it's an s-tier franchise for me i am one notch below you in in the way that i feel about this one because i i agree it is among sony's best franchises and most important franchises um, because of its lineage of starting it all and, and, and all the things you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I just think if if I'm looking at, and I hate to put these two franchises against each other, but if I'm looking at Bloodborne versus Demon Souls, I think that Bloodborne is, it, it would get way more attention and hype than if there was a Bloodborne 2, I think there would be more excitement and hype than there would be for a Demon Souls too. Um, yeah, I, so I, I, I think that's I right. think yeah. I, I would say an A tier would be where I would yeah. put it because I think it has it, it has that importance of its history and, and what it meant for it for gaming. But I think that Bloodborne is the the best example of like okay, but that but people would want that over this. If they had to choose, right? And so I, I think that's why I give it a little bit of a downtick. If yeah, you're cool but with that, the way that I would see it, it's like you don't have to pick from either one of these. Like you know, they can both. Oh be sure, yeah. Year, I mean, but yeah. to your point, but to your point though, I will say that Demon Souls is probably the lesser of all the uh, Souls-like games. Like when you look at um, Dark Souls, I, yeah, I, I guess know, that's where that, I was that going. Franchise, yeah. Yeah, that franchise is better than Demon Souls, uh, Bloodborne is better than Demon Souls, Elden Ring, and I think you know Sekiro was very interesting in its mm-hmm. own right. It's it's a very it's a huge departure from everything else, but people swear by that game. Sure, um, I think Demon Souls uh, had the the you know has that the the fact that it's number one in terms of when it first came out, but ultimately I, I think you're right. I'm good with uh, with A tier okay. for sure. I think A tier. Okay. Good. Cool. Cool. All right. 
All right. So up next, Pablo, we have uh, an interesting one, uh, a game by the name of Dreams. Do you dream, Pablo? Do you dream? Do you dream about this game at all? And if you dream about it, where do you put it when you dream about it? Yeah, I think this game dreams of S tier, uh, and it wakes up in its bed of D tier. <laughs> Excuse uh, you. <laughs> you dream of D? They, 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 they aspire for S, but uh, <laughs> they live it in a D. You know. Uh, look, uh, people don't want to make their own games. Stop it. No, they don't. They really don't. Thank and, you. And, and there, and there are people who do. And for those people, you know, there's dreams, I guess. But I mean, I, I, I look, I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't particularly understand why they did this. Uh, I think it's a cool novelty thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no way <laughs> PlayStation or Sony follows up on dreams, giving us dreams too. Maybe they do nightmares. Uh, probably sold I don't like know, a nightmare. You know, and it's, uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, yeah, it's a D tier. I mean, look, I don't want to. I don't want to go all the way in F because I think there's something there. Like you know, I've definitely seen uh, YouTube videos of games that were made on this, and it looks really dope. Uh, you know, people who have the time uh, to do that. I, I think that's cool. I think there's something here for that. I think it's a really cool tool. Uh, but as a game franchise, it's a, it's a D tier. It's just uh, it's a D. What, what do you got? Um, I'm fighting every bone in my body not to give this thing an F because I, I, I right. hate this game. I hate the concept of this game. It is so silly to expect people to want to go in and make a video game in, in, in a bunch of dumb ways. Like, you know, if you look at what was produced in Dreams, a lot of it was just, hey, we made the level from Sonic uh, the Hedgehog on Dreamcast in here. Isn't that cool? Or, you know, hey, we just, you know, made a game with a bunch of penises dancing around in, in an open field. Like, it's, it's, hey, there was nothing might- brilliant about what people were actually making. And the few things that were cool were just glorified tech demos. So, like, I don't doubt the tool set was cool. I don't doubt that the ingenuity uh, that they put at players' fingertips was was really interesting. But to me, it was a complete... This is the game that Jim Ryan hates. I know he does. I, I think he has a punching bag with this name with this game's name on it. And because it's everything that he probably hates. It's like it's inadequate it's, for him. It's it's <laughs> it's totally inadequate. And and it's it's and he, he he's he's gonna write you know talk about it publicly since since uh you know yeah. Yeah, okay. Well I wasn't gonna say nothing, but Dreams made it public and they suck publicly. So <laughs> I I'll give it a courtesy D. Um, but hey, dog, uh, that's a Friday night. This <laughs> this one was tough for me, man. Because I, I I admit I have like a personal vendetta against the existence of this game. I just think it's silly. If you're gonna if you expect players to put that much time into into making something in dreams, they probably would be better well, off getting a job making video games or doing something I in think, Unreal yeah. Engine Five and being able to you know sell it themselves and make something off of it, not leave it in your little dumb dreams ecosystem. No one cares about. And that's my point where. And that's my point where there are other tools they can use and th- that people can, you know, far benefit from yeah. that than dreams. Because I think I, I say people don't want to games, don't want to make their own games. And that's true. But I think there are people that do. I mean, yeah. Mario Maker is a big franchise for Nintendo, you know. Um, but I think ultimately when you look at what dreams is and the tool set, which I think is cool. But I, I, there are other ways that you can live your actual dream of game developing, developing by playing <laughs> something that is not in fact dreams yeah for sure oh man let's move on 
Up next, we have a newbie, but a very, very popular game uh, for a very popular franchise now called Ghosts of Tsushima. You may have heard of it. Pablo, this one is an interesting one uh, on a lot of levels. Um, where do you think this one stacks up on the PlayStation catalog? Yeah. Yo, when you look at a game that's like a one, like it's just one game in the franchise, and there's another one coming, but just does the fact that it's just a yeah. one, it, it, you, I think it'll tend to, to go higher or lower based on th- how the quality of that game is. I have Ghost of Tsushima as the A tier franchise right now. I think. I think that Ghost of Tsushima as an open world game doesn't do a lot in terms of kind of re-innovating on the open world, you know, mechanics, right? But the setting, the art style, and the story, those do, those stand out. And you can take something that's a form factor, like an open world game with like, you know, have take over this point and do that. But you can have those three things on it, a great setting, a great art style, and great story, and you can elevate something like that you know that's like taking a a a, a shitty bologna sandwich and then giving it to gordon ramsay and him making like a elevated bologna sandwich it's like the best thing you ever had in your life so it's kind of like oh i've played this game before it feels familiar familiar to me but then it adds everything else that goes to shima does and it really elevates it to, to kind of like this incredible uh a piece of art um so to me i think that this is an a tier of a franchise You've been on a roll with like the food comparisons to to <laughs> one of his texts a couple of days ago. I think he compared Jim Ryan or Sony to a Twinkie. I don't know how he did that. He found a way. He did find a way. Uh, I'm with you though on this one, 100. I think this is uh, an, an A tier franchise. I think it has the potential to be, you know, an S tier franchise. It's just gonna de- absolutely. It's gonna depend on what they do with the sequel, though. You know, and, and and if they can keep some fresh ideas in there and build on the foundation of the first game and, and the very good DLC um, and, and uh, you know, keep moving the needle upward. But I think it was an excellent yeah. start. And I'm really glad the studio found their thing because, you know, we'll talk about another one of their games later on, but it was a little shaky for a while, in my opinion, when it came to them. Uh-huh. Not, not that uh-huh. I thought they were a bad studio. I just think they never really found their, their niche. Um, and they were always like a, a, a second rate insomniac to me, you know, and, and it, I, I think yep. this game really helped give them their footing in, in a really cool way. So I'm, I'm with you on that. A tier for sure. Yeah. Up next, I think this is probably a, <clears throat> an easy one, but we have God of War. Uh, thinking about the history of this franchise, thinking about the God of War 2018 and obviously thinking about the future of God of War. Pablo, what do you think? I got this under G tier, God tier. Go this on. is a, this is <laughs> this is S tier. Because uh, we're not just talking about God of War 2018. We're talking about God of War one, two, and three, which you know people now would like to shit on those games because they were so immature, and they were, but they were amongst the best action games of all time. God of War three fucking slaps. Still you guys does. are, you you yeah. I mean, you start off with like killing what. Uh, Zeus or Poseidon is ripping that man's head off like off rip <laughs> it's fantastic and then you got God of War that turns the entire genre uh, entire franchise on its head with giving you this wholly different Kratos yeah. yet 
the same guy that we all know. Like they use the entire, uh, he was this like immature asshole and they changed him into a father figure. Someone who's learned from his past, which is basically all of us, right? And he, uh, as, uh, as, uh, as people. So I think that God of war is the, everything they've done with God of war from innovation in the third party and uh, third person action genre to, uh, the evolve, the evolved state of, of where it's at right now. It's an S tier, man. There's an S tier, and I think it's it's probably among the best uh, franchises that uh, Sony has. Yeah, I I can't I can't disagree. I don't I don't think there's any way to think about the 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 history of, of PlayStation and not look at God of War as a seminal moment for them as a company. Uh-huh. You know, and and really figuring out like who they are you know back when god of war first came out you know it was a very unique time for playstation because they were riding the high but they were also you know introduced to you know xbox and at the time you know okay halo's taking over the world now what do we have what is our thing and i think that that game the first god of war was was the answer to that question and i think that has been um part of the playstation dna ever since i think it's integral to who playstation is as a company, as a brand. Um, and so, you know, it has the series had its highs and lows. It, it has, but I think it's definitely been more high than low. Um, you know, and I yeah. think a lot of people have sort of overblown um, some of the redundancies of the early games um, being kind of samey because there was nothing else like them. You know, even if even if you want to say nope. that's true, it was still unique for its time. Um, and, and now what God of War has evolved into, and it's 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 managed to maneuver into the modern gaming landscape successfully, which not a lot of franchises can do. I don't think you can put it any lower than S at all. Yeah. It'd be silly. And even Ascension, which is by far the worst <laughs> game in the series, was still an enjoyable game for me. I th- I didn't I didn't I didn't think that game was like complete. Yeah, it's a good time. You know, garbage. No, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, God of War, S tier, G tier, or five polygonal titties out of oh, five. God. <laughs> uh, however you wanna however you wanna look at it. <laughs> it is an A, a for Areola. Uh, yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about race cars for a brief little bit here and talk about Gran Turismo. Pablo, this one was an interesting one for me. I, I, I went back and forth with a couple different spots for this one. Um, so I'm really curious where you, where you think this one sits at. What do you got? Yeah, I, I think that the game has a lot of highs, but I also think it has a lot of lows. Uh, I, I think there was a lot of diminishing returns there for a long time, uh, long periods of, of, of you know, development mm. time, a lot of issues with the game uh, internally, I, I guess. But I think ultimately for me, this is a B tier of a franchise right now. I think uh, Seven, Turismo 7 is doing a lot in the way of bringing the, the, the franchise back, um, you know, kind of taking away all the other bullshit money fucking hungry uh, things that they're doing but ultimately uh, as a game for me i think gran turismo is a b-tier franchise uh and a historical you know it, it has its moment with, with, with playstation in terms of uh, of uh, of that franchise yeah so i have it under b-tier what do you have yeah i was debating either a tier or b-tier personally i think once upon a time it was probably a tier um, back in its heyday, the PlayStation, you know, the, the early PlayStation era, I think it was, it was again, it was one of those DNA-defining uh, franchises because there was nothing really out there like it that was being a sim no, not really, no. uh, in any kind of respect. And here comes Gran Turismo saying, we're trying to be a real driving simulator and we're making that part of our, our name, you know, and that's pretty cool. Um, but I do think that 
they they had some off years and off times where the game kind of became stagnant for a while and and I think they've really struggled with how to evolve Gran Turismo with the times. And I even think as much as I really like Seven a lot, a lot, a lot, um, I think even in its advancements, it still does feel a little bit uh, old. And, 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 and that's okay. It doesn't have to, not everything has to be, you know, the freshest, newest thing ever. But I do think that it, it did bump it down to kind of a B-tier sort of franchise for me. I think it can go back up to A. But um, it, it's going to come down to how they... Um, maybe adopt the live service component better and in, in better ways in the future when there's a GT eight and, and not just kind of copying and pasting some of the things they've kind of kept from previous games and just calling it new. Um, So, you know, but uh, that's a time will tell thing. I just think that historically, I think they started off as an A or even an S tier in some respects, but I think they've kind of settled at a B. I think so. I mean, Turismo, Turismo 2, 3, A-Spec were like, you know, unsaleable. Like, those, yeah. those were like incredible. I, I think Turismo, uh, Gran Turismo 4 was pretty good too. I, I don't re- remember that one too much. Um, I think 5 was when the wheels started falling off and then you got 6, which wasn't very good. Then you got Sport, which is horrible. Um, and then you got 7. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, there's a lot of the machinery trends there, but I think ultimately... Agreed. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's there's something to be said there. Okay, let's move on. We have uh, Gravity Rush up next, Pablo. What do you think about this one? That's the game that I was talking to you about about them trying to do some, keep trying to do something, even though it's not really going anywhere. Uh, Gravity Rush one was great. Gravity Rush two was amazing. I I love Gravity Rush series. I think it is probably if I had to put it, the most underrated franchise that Sony has. Uh, I would agree. It just it just I would agree. It didn't go nowhere. It's like, how do you guys not like this game? Like, Gravity Rush Two is and now they want to make awesome. a movie. Like, but you know, there's yeah, that. yeah, sure, yeah. That's the, the, they have they own it, so they have to do something with it. So, and I, and I think that you know, I don't know, is it a live action movie? I don't know if they explain that yet. I'm, that'd be weird. Yeah, I don't know how they not. do that. I mean. Yeah, please don't. Uh, <laughs> they probably get Mila Jovovich to do this, and I don't want I don't want that to happen. Uh, you know, uh, I I I think. As a qual as the quality, because if you look at you even look at Gravity Rush as a uh, critical reception, great critical Very reception. Very much, yes. Uh, you know, people really do love this game. Yes, it just didn't didn't it didn't hit sales wise. But I think that this is based on the fact that it didn't sell great, and it well, it's not really a franchise that people talk about when they talk about PlayStation. That, that there's something there that I have to add to that. But critical reception, the quality of the game is great. I'm going down the middle. I'm going B tier with Gravity mm. Rush as, as to worst. I'm actually yeah. with you on this one. I, I thought you were going to go C tier, yeah. um, and I thought we'd have a no, little bit of Gravity a debate because yeah. I could I, in, yeah. I could still see it there uh, at C tier. No pun intended. But like, I do think Gravity Rush <laughs> is is a fascinating IP because the quality is undeniable. It's just that it, it it just needs that one last push over the hump, in my opinion. And I really feel like, I hope, you know, as, as weird as it is that they're making a movie for it, I hope that that is something that sort of gives this, this franchise a bit of a nudge, because there's something really, really creative and clever about this, this franchise that I really admire, um, even if the games don't necessarily speak to me personally. So I actually think B-tier is a great spot for this one. So um, no pushback there. Yeah, I... I- I agree though. I think if they make a part three, I think everything would come together in a way that, like, kind of like Witcher three came together, yeah. uh, came together at the third one, like after a couple exactly. of years of it being really good, exactly. but just kind of take that next level. Yeah. yeah. Now speaking of coming together, 
The next franchise on our list is Horizon. Now, Pablo, do you think that this franchise has come together well enough over the past two games and through DLCs uh, to be considered a top-tier franchise? Or do you think maybe not so much? What are your thoughts? <sighs> I think people are blinded by the way that this game looks. Uh, I think that there's a lot about this game that should work for me and for people. But I, I do think that these games come and go very often and i think that people blame it on oh it came out right next to uh zelda and it came out <laughs> right after uh El right before Elden yeah. Ring, and that's something to it but people forget this game for a reason because mm. it is ultimately once you get over everything that the game does that's different it is a very forgettable experience to me i think that this is a c tier through and through i think it's a little more successful it's a lot more successful than uh, let's say a um uh, uh, days gone uh, but ultimately in terms of quality of the game and what the game does in the open world space it's just not fun for me mm -hmm. um, I think it's it, I think I think too the sequel is a lot better I think they're, they're I think I also do think and I and I and, I, <laughs> and I'm, I'm repeating myself again and I hate doing it but I do believe this I when when Horizon first came out I'm like this game could benefit for a sequel it really you can. did say and that it did. Yeah. But I do think that a third one can really <laughs> put it over the top. However, the thing the thing that's stopping Horizon from from that is the story. Like I don't know where they're gonna go, but the story sucks. The, yeah. <laughs> it's not very good. But anyway, a C tier is where I'm at with Horizon. It, it, yeah, and I feel like a lot of people are gonna be mad about that. But I'm with you on that. Actually, I have the same choice. Uh, you know. Yeah. Everyone's taste of sci-fi is different. And I've, I've really realized that through hearing people talk about this franchise, because some people think this is some of the most brilliant stuff that has ever been concocted in the world of sci-fi storytelling. And I just don't think that that's the case. I think that the no. future tribalistic stuff to me it has been predominantly gobbledygook. And I think that Aloy as a lead um, came into the sequel with so much potential, but just became the the... the the little mumble rapper that's talking to herself about what you can do in the game as you're doing it. And it's, it's the, and doing and it completely antisocial and insufferable. And it, it, it's cool that that's intentional and it's cool that that's okay. That's part of her character arc, but it just made it. I've never played with a more unlikable protagonist in Sony's catalog, in my personal opinion. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. just somebody that I just feel is not very, nice or, or just engaging in any kind of way she's so dry yeah. Yeah, and yeah. i think that that dryness kind of you know bleeds into a lot of other aspects of that game and um you know if if you if you if, if that's your catnip and and this kind of gameplay and going up against mech animals is, is your thing i'm not playing it down i just i don't think this is a very great franchise for playstation right. um and i wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't go anywhere. I think it definitely has legs, but it just, to me, it it is not made that fist-pounding-on-table moment of, I'm here and, and I'm one of the best, like a Ghost of Tsushima right. did, like God of War does. Um, and I, I yep. just don't think it ever reached that kind of height. So I got to put it at C as well. And, I, and people can, can, can be mad, but people... The conversations between Ghost of Tsushima and God of War 2018, those are those conversations that are still being had yeah. today. You know, yeah. like I feel like a lot of the Horizon stuff goes away real quick, and you yeah, know, that is what it is. Up next, Pablo, we have uh, a one-off, but a very you know a cult classic kind of one-off called Eco. Uh, how do you feel about this one? 
S tier, baby. S tier. I love Eco is 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 phenomenal, bro. This is one of the best games that Japan Studios has ever done. Uh, and it's never been able to replicate. It won't ever replicate now. They don't exist anymore. Uh, but dimin- talk about diminishing returns, man. That w- went from Eco to Shadow of the Colossus to The Last Guardian. <laughs> okay, no we'll thanks. get to that. We'll uh, get to that. Calm down. Yeah, Eco, Eco. But I'm not saying that those are bad games. I'm just saying compared to compared to Eco, I mean it's just a phenomenal. I even get goosebumps thinking about that game. It's so beautiful. I would love to see like a remake oh, of that yeah. game. Like, yeah. I think this game is so perfect. I don't even want to see like a sequel. I want to see a remake of this game. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And this is, it's just, it's just so good. It's it, to have this in your repertoire, have this in your catalog, your library, and be like, yeah, oh man, get out of here. Equal for me, the S tier of a game. Preach, bitch. Oh my god, yeah. it's so good. It, it's, it is, uh, it is. Um, I'm really glad you picked this because I was, I thought this was gonna be one of my fights, but apparently we're on the same page. Uh, we must be friends. No, I love so it. yeah, this one, <laughs> this one to me, I think is just it, it's iconic almost in a way. It, it, it is it represents well, such a fascinating time for PlayStation where they were really going for like the very avant garde and unique type of games that um, really have never been um, duplicated since then. You know, there's just nothing like Ego at all, and uh, that that's a huge no. testament to its greatness and um, how untouchable it is as a game. I mean, this was. It was almost, it, it could have been, and that's the thing that hurts, is like it could have been their Zelda. It could have been that that, yeah. that really, really special thing, but they just kind like of... Smart Zelda. Yeah, yeah. But they just kind of let it go and drift off, and they worked on other stuff, and we'll get into the other games in a second. But, you know, it, to me, this one was yeah, I, this one was one of the best games on PlayStation 2 by far. And I think it, and when you look at Eco and you look at the other games that, that they've made, I think that that's a, that kind of artiste mentality is still in a lot of their games for yeah. sure. Uh, but I think that the best, the the best creative, the best creative space they've been in is when they did Eco because yeah. I think it's it's still to this day untouchable. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Now let's move on to another game uh, by Sucker Punch. We just talked about Ghost of Tsushima a short while ago. Now it's time to talk about their other franchise, Infamous. Pablo, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, I'm not a fan. I um, think those games are mid as fuck uh, all the way through. Uh, I when when I think when two came out, people were really all about it. I played. I'm like, I don't get it. Like, oh, good or bad? Like, uh, forget. It. I don't give a shit. Um, that that just comes out to me, just not really caring. And because people love it so much, and because it's 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 beloved, I guess within the PlayStation community, I'm gonna go ahead and down the middle split and give it a C tier. I um, I wouldn't hate seeing it at a D tier. Um, Agree. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, his his head snapped so quick. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I. I really thought this was this was just the never-ending franchise that just needed to go away. In my opinion, it, to me, it Ugh. just never felt good. It never, it was like, it. Tell me you're dying for a comic book license without telling me you're dying for a comic book license, and it yeah. just it was so excessive. And it, the games, especially the first few, they just they they never connected with me at all. I, even yeah. I, I do and, like Second Son um, that came out on PlayStation Four as a launch title. It was it was fine. But again, it, to all those games in, and then to come out with a game that ended up fine or the finest of the bunch, to me, it, it uh, yeah. I, I can't. I can't. and yeah. I think people, people are, disagree people with that. People are gonna fight me I, for I, this. I don't like it. 
Yeah, people are gonna fight me for this, but I think prototype is a better. Oh, I hundred and seventy-two percent agree with you on that one. Yeah, way yeah, better. Prototype is. I, prototype got some hate when it came out, and I don't understand it because that game was oh, fun was as real- shit. It was literally like infamous mixed with. Um, uh, I'm gonna forget the game. I'm not even gonna attempt. Don't do it. To think nah, of what <laughs> that I was thinking of, but I, yeah, uh, I love prototype yeah. one and two. So yeah. All right, here's a beloved game franchise. Jack and Daxter, Pablo. Interesting, interesting stuff. You know, the early Naughty Dog days, a platformer that people still talk about to this day. How do you feel? Yeah, man, I think it, it's, a, it's a platform people talked about when it first came out. Unique. I think it's none of those things now. I think uh, a lot of other games have eclipsed it within the PlayStation family. But I still think that a game is it should get its due, and I think it is a B-tier franchise. I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally yeah. with you on that. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I think they, they did some shit with they they did just a Jax game and right just, just a Daxter game and that those were bad. I don't. Uh, yeah, it like it's poor. all a blur. It, it, that was my problem with the franchise. After a while, it just kind of became a blur to me. Like I, it, I genuinely yeah. don't even know how to answer. It got relegated that. to like the PSP. Yeah, and then and they, like I think that. they had like a ra- I think they had a racing game. Uh, and it's like okay, now we're doing a little too much here. Let's relax. So yeah, I think they yeah, kind yeah. of squeezed too much juice out of it, and it sort of got stale after a while. So I'm not surprised that it, it's gone. I don't think it's ever coming back personally, but I do think it was. Yeah, and it was an important franchise for its time, and I do think. Yeah, I think B, B is fair. I do think so. And, and when you look at like to get a little ahead here, Ratchet and Clank, it just that's just a better version of this. In in you know, Ratchet and Clank a little more action heavy, sure. Right, but right, right. I, I do think that. Yeah. It's not the best of its of its kind. Well, if you so, like yeah. action, you might you might like Killzone. Yeah, but I'm gonna give uh, Killzone <laughs> S tier for that trailer they showed on IGN <laughs> that never came uh, to fruition, oh. and then I'm gonna give Killzone the games an F tier. You get these games the fuck out my face. <laughs> I I they, the the worst kind of bland. Uh, gray brown first person shooters I've ever it's played. So bad, and that's not just talking mm-hmm. about looking back, uh, because and even people go, well, you know, those, all the games were gray and brown. Okay, then let's talk about the PS4 kill zone that was purple, pink, and yellow, <laughs> and that was still garbage. Uh, I, I I don't I hate this franchise. I think this franchise is it was a it was it was like. It was like muddy, disgusting water being fed to someone who was thirsty because that's all that the first-person shooters that PlayStation had. Like, it's all they had. <laughs> so people were like, I love this. This is great. It's just delicious. No, it was oh bad. F tier all the this way. This man is a psychopath. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I have to agree, though. I, This one, they wanted this to be the Halo killer so bad, but Absolutely. there was just no heart here. And and. I know it seems like we hate Gorilla. It was all gassed. Hell gassed. God. (laughs) Ghastly. They can't tell a story to save their lives. I'm sorry. I I hate to sound like we're dunking on Gorilla, but they are so bad. Dude, and and this this they tried all all those games that came out. Put one on PSP, and you know, and none of them ever felt memorable at all. Like it was just, it was after a while, it was like it was surviving off of like the the graphics as like the showpiece visual thing. And even then, it was like they were you know like you said, you know playing around people and, and and lying about how the game looked, calling it real time when it wasn't like. It just to me it was a mess, and it, 
Uh, the only thing that I'm glad for about the fact that Horizon exists is that it means they're not working on more Killzone games. That's it. Th- that's that's right. it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, oh, yeah. brutal. No more. Brutal stuff. Uh, up next, Knack. I, admittedly, Pablo, I've never played a Knack game. Okay. Good for you. Okay. F <laughs> tier. We're, we're running a little long, yeah, so we gotta, we we gotta gotta talk about these. this. F tier. Yeah. Yeah. Knack. Uh, F tier. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I mean, nothing about nothing about that game was was fun at all. I, I think that it was Mark Cerny was really like, "Oh, this is my baby." I'm like, "Oh, you have an ugly baby." F tier. <laughs> oh, jeez, Mark Cerny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Little Big Planet is up next, Pablo. Sackboy in the building. How do you feel about Sackboy? Yeah, man, this is difficult for me because uh, just kidding. D tier. D tier. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that actually. Yeah, I just I just don't like these games. I think they're cutesy. I, I, they I tried like, to mascot it like, and, and make it like, you know, here's this is the PlayStation mascot. Well, like, the mascot did stick because he's everywhere. And that and, and I don't know. If, are we are we adding the, the platformer that came we're out? We're just counting years ago the entire little big well, then, franchise Then maybe I, I'd go higher to C tier. That's the future of the franchise, which is like a, Mar- a 3D Mario. It's like the, it's like the uh, Kirby of PlayStation. Kind of, <laughs> right, right, exactly. It really is. But if we're going there with that 3D Mario, that's the future of this franchise. Maybe I'll do a C tier. But I mean, I'm okay with even getting a D as well. I just, I, I, I think that these games were like very like, oh, this is interesting. Um, but I don't think they really amount yeah, to anything. Yeah, it, it, it's the epitome of oh, that's neat, kind of a franchise to me. Yeah, and I, I, yeah. I'm, I think D is probably the best place to keep it. MLB the Show, Pablo. How do you feel about this one? Uh, my bias. It's S tier. Really? I mean, it's the. It's the best baseball game that's ever been created. Like, mm. and it's and it's not unlike Madden. Year in and year out, it's consistently great. Not just good, consistently great. Yes, there's down years and there's up years for sure. But Madden in the last five or six Maddens have been genuinely horrific games to play. <laughs> yeah. Just like horrible. MLB The Show has never encountered that that much of a lull. Yeah, it is. And people go well. It has no competition, and yet they still try to make the best kind, uh, best MLB a simulating uh, game out there. I mean, there were other games like MVP Baseball that people love. Uh, the Two K had a mm-hmm. baseball series. The show was always better, and the fact that it continues to be that good, even though it literally doesn't have to be because there's nobody else making baseball games, is just a testament to that team and how much they love baseball mm-hmm. and and this franchise. And now that it's coming out and everything, I mean, more people get to enjoy it. Uh, the joke for many years was like my PlayStation was the show box. <laughs> That's not the case anymore. You know, I I think I mean it's very easy to kind of poo poo a, a sports game, but for for what the game is and what it does and what it represents and what it keeps on doing and its legacy, that will be the show's an S tier franchise. Yeah, really. I was yeah. admittedly I was gonna say a tier um because i feel like this last one was kind of mediocre um but i don't want to hold one game against the entire lot so i i I will agree with you i think it is an s tier and i think there is there is really nobody that can make a baseball game that good and and to be able to say that um when anyone can really try to make a good baseball game and and, you know they can't even come close to this that says a lot so yeah i'm with you yeah yeah, Up next, for sure. we have the Marvel Spider-Man franchise. This includes, obviously, the Miles Morales aspect of it as well. So we're just talking full-blown Spider-Man franchise. How do you see this uh, landing? I go A-tier. And the reason I go A-tier is because it's the one game. You know, we got to see more. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I think that this is as close to an S-tier as this game can possibly get uh, without getting that designation. Because we're, we're talking about, like, historically great games are getting the S-tier. Uh, and so... 
we got to see a little bit more yeah. of the Marvel stuff on on the if it doesn't come redundant and, and anything like that. So, uh, but A tier for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a, a, a quintessential A tier game that is teetering on that S territory. It just I need to see one more full blown game to show me what they got and, and that they have some ideas um, to not you know make a redundant sequel. Uh, and if they can do that, yeah. I think if we were to re- revisit this list, it'll be up at S tier. But right now, I think I think A is a good good spot for it. Um, Ratchet and Clank up next, Pablo. What do you think about this one? Yeah, I, I wonder where we're going to land here because I feel that you think I'm going to go one way I and do. I might be going quite the other way. I think Ratchet and Clank is an S tier franchise for some. Really? I I think that, you know, I I shit on the on the previous on the most recent game and I and I all stand by it. all my criticisms of that game, but I think that Ratchet and Clank is it did something very unique, bringing a very heavy action uh, centric uh, gameplay to a platformer type of game. I think that they did that consistently throughout and I think when you think about Ratchet and Clank, I think it is among the best uh mascot platformer that they actually have because of consistency and the fact that they're able to uh to to, to still tap into what makes Ratchet and Clank special mm. even though I think the last one was still kind of a lot of redundancies that I couldn't get over I still think that that is a really good Ratchet and Clank game so for me as a series going back to to to, to, to first game I think it's S tier for sure I'm so proud of you I'm so proud what did you? I got. I was. I thought I was gonna have to fight for an S tier. I, I. I felt like you were gonna say yeah. that it was unrealistic and, and that we'd compromise on an A. But I do think it is. It is an S tier franchise for them. It's, it is. Yeah. It's. It's one of the best platformers of all time. And and you know, to, for Sony to have that under their belt, uh, says a lot. And it's. It stood the test of time. Yeah. It is maintained its quality. It has reached levels of, especially in graphical fidelity and presentation, that are just, oh, yeah. out of this world. And. Um, Probably the best looking PlayStation Five, oh, uh, just yeah. any game, and to me that says a lot. So I, yeah, I, 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 I'm glad I can save my 12 minute speech about why it should be an S tier <laughs> game, and we can just move on. Uh, speaking of which, yeah. let's do that with uh, the next game on the list, which is an interesting one called Resistance. Pablo, the Resistance franchise. Where do you see this one? Yeah, uh, unlike Killzone, I didn't like this franchise not because <laughs> I thought it was bad. It's just I just something about about it itself it just didn't really speak to me I, I didn't like the alien design I didn't like the way the game felt too much but I respected the game for what it was doing uh, for me it's a C tier franchise though I, you know it no longer exists it's not a franchise that it's actively being worked on uh, I think that I think uh, do people consider 3 being the yeah, best one yeah well right? I, I think 2 yeah. or 3 usually is the toss up but yeah 3 yeah, for me th- for sure but I think it had a rough uh, yeah Resistance 1 was kind of rough and I think that people were like oh I want to see more and we did get to see more with 2 but I think that um, it ended on a good mm-hmm. note uh uh, but I, you know, I just think it is a a, a C tier of a franchise. Yeah, I would have to agree. I think the first two games to me were very mediocre and didn't really set themselves apart from what the competition was doing. I think three was when it really started to feel like its own thing, but it, I think it was too much too late at at that point. So um, to me, I just think it it. it it took too long for that game to get up and running, and by that point, I think as much as it's near and dear to my heart, it just wasn't. It wasn't holding up well enough anymore, and it didn't fit in the portfolio for PlayStation. So I yeah. think C tier is adequate. Up next, we have Returnal. Pablo, what do you think about this one? C tier. Um, it's a one-off game. Well, it's a it's the first game of the franchise. There might be more. Probably, actually, I don't think they will be because I think they're one of some different. I think so. Yeah, yeah. But 
yeah, Returnal is... I think that I was... I think I can respect the game for what it was trying to do mm-hmm. and you know and I think a lot of the story stuff was really cool ideas but I think it just felt like a double A game masquerading in triple A clothing you know a lot of the uh, <laughs> yeah. a, a lot of the way that the maps change there's kind of blocks that that connect, connected and change rooms up you know that whole um the whole way of making gums uh, uh, games on a like an economical wave, I just felt like that yeah. was kind of what Returnal was, and um, you know I, I think they're improving for sure. So maybe the next game in the fr- uh, the next game period that they make is going to be great. But I think for right now, Returnal for me is at a C tier. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think they they did enough here to really establish this as a long running franchise. It does scream one off to me, which I think counts against this game. Um, and I'll take my own personal opinions of the game not being the best in my personal opinion out of the equation and say that I do think it does have its lane and it is doing something very clever and interesting, even though it is kind of, to your point, relying on procedural generation to pad the game out and make it more than what's yeah. probably there content-wise. Uh, so I think C is adequate, too. I, I will agree with you there. Um, up next, we have another one-off from the makers of Eco. We have Shadow of the Colossus, a game that Pablo loves and thinks is one of the greatest games of all time. Correct? Right? It, incorrect. <laughs> I think that this is one of the most overrated games ever created. I think it's a mean-spirited game. Oof. You're just going up to these giant things living in their own world and just killing them <laughs> just to save your damn sister, who was stupid anyway. No, but listen, I think that uh, quality of the game, and I think like kind of like we're talking about the artiste of like the way that the the game and the way that, that it looks artistically, I think is really interesting and really beautiful in a lot of ways. I, I you know, I'm not, I'm going to take my personal feelings out of it. I think this is a B tier franchise. Mm. For me. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say B or C, but I think, I yeah. think B is probably more fitting. I think, yeah, I, I, I like the game better than you. I, I definitely think so. And I yeah. think that I, I see a lot of the brilliance in the game in ways that, you know, you, you might not have appreciated as much, but I do agree with some of your, 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 your faults against it. I think it is, um, it's a bit of a weird one. And I don't think that, you know, in comparison to the highs of eco, uh, that this game was comparable. But I will say it was a very influential game, and I do think that it has inspired yeah. a lot of other games in its wake, which I think matters, um, which is why I think B is yeah. a fair place to put it, just for its residual impact. Um, you know, Look, I, I mean, if you wanted to go as high as A, I wouldn't fight you just oh, no, because no, I no, know no. what Shadow of Colossus is. Oh, no, no, is. no. Yeah. no. <laughs> no, I'm, no I, I don't no, like no, it that no. much. Um, okay, okay. How do you feel about SOCOM, my guy? Yeah. I got a lot of uh, stories. You, you got oh, a lot of stories. So come, I got some stories. Even, even though mines are more relegated to the place, uh, the PSP or the Vita Fire Team portion, Bravo uh, or whatever version of these games. Yeah, which I love those games. I think those games were yeah. awesome. Um, I think that this, this, this. I think that in being that it was in competition with like Call of Duty, and and it could have easily gone that way and been that kind of game, but it very much stuck to its guns as so the kind of tactical shooter that it was. And I really appreciate it for that. I think it was a different flavor. Uh, you know, it was and it was Sony's own. But I, I do think ultimately for me, I'm going B tier. Yeah, Sony. I would too. I think if this is one of those games that I think deserves a comeback, um, especially yeah. if, if, you know, we're, we're going to be talking about a post Call of Duty world for PlayStation in the next three years. Uh, if if, if <laughs> my boy Phil <laughs> keep doing inadequate things. Um, but <laughs> I, I love SOCOM to pieces. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, and I, I think this would be a great add to their portfolio, especially in a live service sense. I mean, this is practically gift wrapped for Jim Ryan to say yes to that you know but uh the history of this yeah. of this series speaks volumes um you know what it meant for multiplayer gaming 
is not quite Halo status, but it is kind of up there in a way uh, for PlayStation fans like myself. And I think that matters. So I like B tier for this one, actually. I think it's great. Here's one that's near and dear to people's hearts that apparently is not in development by anybody. And that is Sly Cooper. (sighs) Pablo, talk to me. It's S tier in my heart, but it's B tier in reality. (laughs) Okay, good. Uh, Sly Cooper is fantastic. It's my favorite mascot, you know, game that PlayStation's ever put out. I think it's unique. It's innovative. I think it's really smartly made, but ultimately uh, it's not as flashy as the other games. But I do think that, you know, a little bit of diminishing returns there with with the middle sequels. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the last one, the third one was really, really good. But uh, yeah, I I think that Sly Cooper is a perfect B tier game. Yeah, I don't have uh, any pushback on that, actually. I think that is a great spot for it. Um, Man, it, it hurts that it's not coming back in any capacity. It really does. But um, I think that yeah. game never got a fair shake, and I wish it did. Um, I wish it got treated as well as Ratchet did, you know, but it just never... I think, we, I think we'll see it again eventually with the success of Ratchet & Clank. I, just not anytime yeah, soon. But I do not. think that eventually yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see Sly Cooper in some capacity, yeah. uh, which is... Because I know the, the, the collection is finally coming out on uh, uh, PlayStation, yeah. if not already out, which is something i got to check out. Uh, but yeah. Sly Cooper, loving it. Yes, sir. Siphon Filter. Speaking of dear, near, near and dear. <laughs> is this, though? Siphon Filter? To you, isn't it? No, not to me. No? Yeah. Siphon Filter? I hate Siphon Filter. <laughs> you hate it like an F? I hate it like okay. a D. I hate it like a D, too. I, I, I can't lie. It was cool for its time. Oh, I thought I thought you. Were, I thought this no, was your thing. No, no, it never was, man. I I always okay. liked it. I was like, oh, this is really interesting. It's cool, and I I will say some of the PSP games were actually all right, but that's as far yes. as it ever got with me. It was just all right, and I I never I I never really liked it past that. So, I'm gonna go with D as well. Last Guardian, the Last Guardian, Pablo. What do you think? I like it better than Shadow of the Colossus. You I alone. think that it took many, 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 many years for this game to come out. I think the camera is atrocious. It is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, but I, I like it better. I think it. I think. I think it's. I think the story is better. I think it's. It's, for me, it's like, equals number one, and then it's, and then it's uh, Shadow Col- uh, Sh- um the Last Guardian for the same reasons. I, you know, I think it's a very sweet story. I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a story about like. Uh, togetherness mm-hmm. and about like uh, you know and I love that about it I thought it was really good I, and I, I think a lot of things that you do uh, with your bird dog is uh, <laughs> pretty uh, pretty dope and really innovative it's, in a lot of ways stupid. but I'm gonna I want to say B tier but I'm probably just gonna go C tier because thank you so many years in development yeah it finally comes out and it just doesn't hit the way people wanted it to hit and I understand that but C tier uh, this and, and the Guns N' Roses album were like going battle battling for who's going to take the longest Chinese democracy yeah oof my god I, th- I think I think Last Guardian beat it by a couple of months <laughs> what was better Last Guardian or Chinese democracy from Guns N' Roses oh Chinese democracy great it's, Chinese democracy is great it's just <laughs> different only on the cool down time podcast when sure. we compare Guns N' Roses <laughs> to the Last Guardian uh, let's keep going dude The Last of Us up next what are you saying I don't want to talk. There's not much to say here. I think we've said I mean, plenty at the start of the show. Yeah, this is yeah. S tier all the way. And in, and in, and and in part two is just as good, guys. It is. I don't care how you. I don't care what you say. I'll fight you. The Legend of Dragoon. This was uh, the PlayStation's. Yeah. Let's try to make our own Final Fantasy, and a lot of people swear by this game. A lot of them do. I just ain't one Ooh. of them. So I was gonna say D. Yeah, I'm gonna. 
I got nothing for it because I've never touched a, a, a lick of it. I, didn't I think barely so. know about it. I I I know I know ex- ex- of his existence. And I know basically what you're saying is it was the vibe that I definitely mm-hmm. got off of it. But that's just not even a game that I was even in my like. I think know, it's like, it's one of those it's one of those overrated games that people keep talking about. And there's so there's going to be people somebody that's going to hate hearing me say that. But I I just never liked that game at all. I never did. I. I t- Am I crazy, or is it getting some kind of re-release or remake or remaster? There were rumors of something happening. I think I've heard. And, and, yeah, but that's probably what. I it don't was. think anything's happening, and I hope not, because to me, it's just it was a product of its time. And while it did some interesting things that were pretty, you know, cool and unique, I I just think it was it was the great value Final Fantasy VII that. Yeah. Some people will say, "Oh, it's better." You're you're crazy, and I just nah. not Whoa. me better not me that's that's crazy uh the mark of Cree up next um what do you think man yeah a little underrated i think this i think this is a really cool franchise that could have done i more, agree but you know it's just it's just one of those things where it just didn't really hit and uh i hope we see it one day but as it stands right now based on all that it's a c2 yeah for i would say so too it has a patented battle system that's never been re- replicated again i'm also going to yes. put its uh sequel rise of the kasai on here which we forgot but i i think it's in the same level of quality i love these two games i yeah. i still have the ps2 copies of them um oh, but you? you know it, it's just one of those cases where they they fumbled the opportunity they had with these games to make them more because they looked like yeah. Disney movies, but they were violent and gory and crazy. Like, uh, man. Very, yes, yes, but yes. Blew it. it. It reminds me, it reminds me not because it looks the same or although it kind of does. It's Enslaved. Oh, yeah. Where Enslaved got a bad vibe, but that game is enslaved amazing. Enslaved Odyssey to the and West. It just got like That's the, Ninja Theory, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, Ninja Theory. Yeah. That was underrated. Yeah, the the yeah. Mark of Korea and Rise of the Kasai to me are like the 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 most B tier C tier games of of what we've chosen to me. Yeah. It, great games just never really got the backing that I think they deserved. So, um, <laughs> up next, the Order eighteen eighty six, my boy. It gets a F tier for me. I don't look. People go well, you know, <laughs> it's 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 a game that could benefit. It could benefit from me accidentally turning it on and finishing it. <laughs> By like by accident, like it is a three hour, four hour tech demo oh, that had potential, but ultimately ended up in nothing. And if people can say all they want about it, its potential, the fact of the matter is, they could have, you know, they, no buzz about it. Nobody's talked about it since then. No, no, no. Everything is leaking. Everything. There's a rumor <laughs> for everything. I heard no rumor about no uh, order eighteen ninety six out of or, order. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, it's out of order. I can't uh, lie to you, dude. Yeah. I love this game. I love it. I know I you love do. it, but I can't. I know. I can't fight you on this though. I can't. It's yeah. it's F tier. I mean, it is wasted potential. The game. It just is. It's like yeah. why why did you even really do is. that? You know, because I like the world. I like the characters. I like the idea behind you know the werewolves and stuff. But man, they went nowhere fast with that game. And it was just like, look at this gun. Look how shiny it is when you hold it and you turn it in your hand. Yeah. Okay. What? Anyways, almost at home stretch here. We have three more games. Here's another one that's pretty interesting. Twisted Metal, Pablo. What do you think on this one? Never a fan of Twisted Metal. Oh, no. When we talk about diminishing returns, Twisted Metal diminishing returns, the game. <laughs> Wait. You love this I franchise, do. if I'm not mistaken. You do. I'm, I, 
I'm gonna say D tier, but I'm willing to I'm willing to go as high as you because I just like Ape Escape. When you think about PlayStation Two, you, you see the, the ice cream truck. You, Sweet you see tooth, all, it's, yeah. It is, uh, yeah, it is. It is a staple within the early PlayStation days. It's trying to make a comeback via a TV show. That's the way we want it. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, it's it just feels antiquated. It, it just I don't think any of the. I, I just don't think this game could exist today, even though they wanted to make it exist. But. I say D tier based on personal opinion, just based on those factors. But I do, I'll defer to you because I know that I know that I'm in the minority mm-hmm. in that. But I also know that you're a big fan of, of the franchise. As yeah, well. I gotta put it at B tier if you're willing to defer. <laughs> I gotta put it at B. I'm putting the B on this B. Oh, you know what I said? Default to you. I mean, I thought you was gonna go. To I see. No. No, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I, agree, I think I agree. this. I think this. This was such an insanely unique and inventive franchise. Car combat was nothing like this ever and anywhere. And it just to me, right. the amount of creativity that went in the characters and the fact that people are still talking about Sweet Tooth to this day and 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 how you know, oh man, I remember playing as Axel and you know, th- th- there's a lot of that nostalgic feeling about this this franchise that i think was deserved now i think you know diminishing returns i i would i would agree with that but i think that when it was here there was nothing else like and, and it, people tried there was like vigilante 8 that came out that was trying to do what they were doing i like that but i, I like oh my that, god but, why but, do you hate freedom but, but i don't know i tell you why i like it because i remember renting that game and be like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like it was just kind of like one of those things. But I agree, it, it was a definitely them trying to be. Um, Twisted and, Metal. I, I, and I love the name Twisted Metal, by the way. Now, second to last game, people have been waiting for it. Uncharted, Pablo. How do you feel about this one? Based on everything that we've seen with what Naughty Dog is capable of, I do think that Uncharted, you know, one and two are decent. I think three is a. I don't like three at all, but I, I think four is 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 really 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 good. And based on what they're capable of doing and c- kind of under delivered in terms of what they're actually able to do, I think it keeps it away from an S tier. But I think it's an A tier franchise. I would agree. I mean, you know, it's it is to a lot of people, it is what we describe God of War as. But I just don't see it the same way. I think this is one of those games oh, right. that a franchise is where. Um, you know, it was it was the same game four times almost, in my opinion. I hate to be that reductive, but it just felt like that. And the movies are, you know, the movie yeah. thing is great, and it, it did well in the box office, and that's awesome news. And I'm glad to see that it has the ability to to deviate from being just a game. But I think that the quality of those games is a tinge overrated, and I've always stood by that. So I'm actually okay with a tier uh, as well. Yeah. And last but not least, last one, Wipeout. This is the futuristic racing game that um, you know a lot of people say was the PlayStation's answer to F Zero, um, but with car combat type of additions to the formula. And good. And good. <laughs> okay, you said it. You said yeah. it. And good. Look, I think a lot of things you said about Twisted Metal, I would apply to Wipeout as mm. well. I think you know the sense of speed that you got in Wipeout was something that you've never really saw before. Yeah. I think just kind of like. The, just the innovative track design and, and the fact that they were in space, I guess, and they were able to to use gravity to 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 kind of like you know make these really funky, crazy looking tracks. I think why I think Wipeout for me, I want to say A tier, but I'm gonna go B tier here uh, as a franchise. I, I think it's I think it's great. Um, I 
I I wish it was a bigger thing. I yeah. really do. I wish it would, there was more of this. I, but as it stands, I'm going. Yeah, I will too. Um, there's something so fascinating about that world, uh, the futuristic style stylings of that um, that world, and the lore behind the the races and everything. And um, yeah. it was a part of my my childhood. You know, the demo disc that I got with the PlayStation One had the first Wipeout on it, and and that was this thing that sold me on games, changing. And um, so a lot of it is personal. I will admit. But uh, I think the racing has always been great. I think the presentation's always been great. I think the combat has always been great. I think it's always been better than F Zero. Uh, all jokes aside, I think it is definitively better. Um, and I think it's um, you know one of those those nobody likes F Zero. They don't, man. We'll get into that another day. But I, y- y'all got to relax with all that F Zero <laughs> gas because it's uh, it's ridiculous. But Wipeout to me, um, you know, is is one of those franchises that you know it, it was never made to take over the world, but undeniably great in so many ways and in so many years with XL and 3 uh, being the top ones of the bunch and, and even some of the later ones you know turned out okay but um, you know it's 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 history it's probably never coming back but I do think that when it was here cumulatively I think it was a great B-tier franchise uh, for, for PlayStation agreed so I know we took you guys on a long journey here, but I hope that was an enjoyable listen. We're going to go ahead. I, Pablo, I feel pretty good about our breakdown here. I don't think we need to really alter that much um, from what I'm looking at. If, if you see anything glaring, let me know. But I, I No, I like it. I, I think we're in a good space. So starting with F-tier of all-time PlayStation franchises, we have Killzone, Knack, and The Order 1886. Coming in our D-tier, we have Concrete Genie, Dreams, Infamous, Little Big Planet, Siphon Filter, and The Legend of Dragoon. C-tier PlayStation franchises are the following. Horizon, Resistance, Ape Escape, Days Gone, Returnal, The Last Guardian, Mark of Cree, and Rise of the Kasai. B-tier PlayStation franchises are SOCOM, Gran Turismo, Astrobot, Sly Cooper, Gravity Rush, Jack and Daxter, Shadow of the Colossus, Twisted Metal, and Wipeout. A-tier PlayStation franchises are Demon's Souls, Uncharted, Ghosts of Tsushima, and Marvel's Spider-Man. And S-tier of all-time PlayStation franchises are God of War, Bloodborne, Eco. MLB The Show, Ratchet and Clank, and The Last of Us. Did you agree with our list, our breakdown of all of our PlayStation tiers? If you didn't, let us know somewhere. If you did, cool. But that was a good time. I enjoyed it. And uh, like we said at the top of this, we will, in the future, do an Xbox version of this and a Nintendo version of this as well. But in the meantime, on behalf of Pablo, that is going to wrap up this week's show. Until next time, be sure to give our podcast a sub if you enjoyed this. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at It's Cooldown Time so that we'll always be in your FOV. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Take it easy. Make me feel good.